2: I guess your TV must be broken.
0: Ha <laughs> just kidding.
2: Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, everybody, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. What an episode today. Oh, my God. Talk about 90s heartthrob week on the About Last Night podcast, at least these next few episodes. Um, man, a guy who's been in the business, um, you know, at a young age came up. In the business, uh, his father, uh, Freddie Prinz was an amazing uh, stand-up comedian. The stories he has from that, and um, and learning about who his father was, because he passed away at a young age. Um, our guest starred in movies like Summer Catch, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scooby-Doo. Um, holy shit. Uh, he's a voice um, on the Star Wars cartoon. Uh, you know him from, uh, Jesus, I don't know, TRL, Saturday Night Live. Um... She's all that down to you, head over heels. Uh, he's been on posters, I'm sure, in every uh, adolescent female girl's bedroom, and he came on the podcast today and absolutely crushed it. We almost went two hours on this one because the stories and the uh, the laughs were were uh, were too amazing to to cut short. Um, I'm talking about Freddie Prinze Jr., baby. Holy shit. He uh, he hit a uh, pitch to Ken Griffey Jr. in Summer Catch. That that blew my mind. That was one of many stories and moments that I was just like, holy shit. Uh, Freddie also co-hosts a podcast with my boy Josh Wolf called Prince and the Wolf, which you got to check out. It's an amazing podcast. Uh, and it, when you listen to this one, you'll be like, oh, shit, he should do podcasts. And he does. Prince and the Wolf. Go get it on iTunes. Um, th- I, I don't want to waste any more time. This episode's unreal, so let's get right to it. Follow Freddie on Twitter at the real fp junior uh, follow me on twitter at adam ray comedy at funny brad at ailen podcast adam ray comedy ailen podcast and brad williams comic on instagram about lastnightpodcast.com for past episodes and merch which um, is as i was told yesterday will be up uh, at the end of next week is what we are shooting for we're looking to hopefully announce it being launched on the uh, a week from today um, that episode. So be on the lookout for that. A whole new bunch of ALN merch. I can't fucking wait. And a new website for you guys to enjoy. So thanks for being patient. That will be up next week. Um, tour dates. This weekend I am in Chicago. Right now uh, Zaney's Rosemont, Illinois. So pumped. We had a show last night. It was killer. I got a show tonight. Two tomorrow and two Saturday at Zaney's in Rosemont, Illinois. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams is in Guam. So <clears throat> Fucking if you're out there or you want to go on a trip and go see Brad in a in a in a in a country in the middle of the ocean, go see Brad. He's in Guam. Um next week I have a big show. I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv Wednesday, August 30th at 8 p.m. That's the Hollywood Improv on Melrose Avenue. Um, Andrew Santino, Josh Wolf, and of course me and Avery Pearson closing it out with some music. Get your tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. That show will sell out. Um, Hollywood Improv, August 30th, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Come out and see me. And then Thursday, August 31st, I'll be headlining the Ontario Improv in Ontario, California, August 31st at 8 p.m. Again, tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Come out and see your boy. All right? All the the tour dates at AdamRayComedy.com. I've got West Palm coming up September 7th through the 9th. Tempe, Vegas, it's all there. Go see Brad's tour dates at bradwilliamscomic.com. And Brad and I uh, were just a guest on Burt Kreischer's BurtCast, which is, uh, as he says, one of his hardest times he's ever laughed on a podcast. And it was nuts. We went four hours. Four hours. So if you want to hear Brad and I, and especially me and Burt, get progressively drunk and just... Have some of the hardest lasts we've ever had. Uh, go download that right now, uh, the cast with Burt Kreischer, myself, and Brad. All right, now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and Merge info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Freddie Prince Jr. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a it and a do, so why don't you sit down and to a dope podcast during lunch dinner or breakfast Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day so come on and treat yourself right it's about last night
1: wow now this feels like now it feels all official. Does no, it feel like real. you're on Charlie Rose or something? <laughs> it's not that official. That, that's, by the way. You ain't Charlie Rose, motherfucker. That's the, that's the smartest reference I'll ever that's make on this yeah. podcast. I will be
3: Parker Posey's. So. Yeah. Don't <laughs> worry. No, we
1: will go we, we, we will go back to DuckTales
3: jokes right after that. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm all good for DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Man. Let's do it. So you have a, yeah, what's your go-to, um, like, nostalgic? I mean, I have two kids, and I grew up on animation. I still love animation yeah. to this day, depending on what it is. So Bugs Bunny is always good nostalgia Classics. Um, I just started watching Tom and Jerry again, never realized it hold it up? the most violent oh, shit, shit you've ever seen on television. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, it's where Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons kind of came from. It's more but,
3: hardcore yeah. than Itchy and Scratchy, like yeah. way more hardcore. It's, like it's seven. parody is less violent it's than like the- seven to 20 deaths an episode. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll,
1: they'll, they'll, they'll like back over Jerry like eight times with a steamroller oh, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, that's that just, just, that's just, that's just
2: kind of what you do. And legit ghosts will pop out every a lot of people don't know this, but so, Tom and Jerry really paved the way for Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is one of the greatest video games. I knew you were going to
3: say that. Oh, dude, I'm a partner at Twitch. I stream video games. What? Shit. It? Yeah, we're about to launch a whole new channel that's literally titled Good Evening and Good Game. And it's all video <laughs> wow. games, tabletop games. Dude, I, I tabletop love games, though. too? Dude, Josh Wolf is going to host a game night where it's like him and three other comedians playing Clue. And we're, we live stream it. Well, okay, well, well I'm, I'm assuming well, my Drake invite is in yeah. the email. We well, gotta got, got got
1: go text on. Josh, oh, first Drew, of all.
3: I, one of our first ones is me and the cast of this cartoon I do called Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, dude. Um, We're yes, doing, you Sam do. Witwer Where you literally writes. Karen Jarrus? Kanan, Kanan sorry, there's no, um, no R in that, Kanan there, There's an actor named Sam Witwer who voices uh, Darth Maul and he actually writes like D&D Star Wars books and is a Dude. great game master. And our first one is going to be him as the game master and the cast of Rebels doing like a Star Wars one. Holy Seth shit. Seth Green and I are going to just play Battleship
2: for like an hour. <laughs> great. See what happens. Finally, I can cross out of my bucket list yeah, of yeah, things yeah. I've been wanting uh, to see. But, I mean, you know, if you want to challenge someone, if you want to
3: call someone out, man. You can well, call I mean, them I will. Like
2: video game, board game, whatever. Dude, that want. Twitch thing is like, I, I mean, insane. kids started it, right? Like the whole playing yeah, games. It started and off as honestly as Justin TV and they bought it oh, and yeah. turned it into this like good
3: for that guy. I got 9.7 million active viewers watching. And now people every are just day. watching celebrities and other people just play video games. Anything bro, Anything. I watched a legit blacksmith yeah. with nothing but a real forge and an internet connection in the Ozarks sure. make a knife wow. on Twitch.
2: <laughs> See, dude I literally was like what the Can I just videotape <laughs> videotape me like eating bolognese and sipping tequila <laughs> yeah. and talking about yeah. like double dare it's reruns? Twitch
3: food.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is there is a is there a category for that? Oh yeah. Twitch food? Ten percent of
3: their or twenty percent of their watchers now are food, ten percent are cosplay, people just making costumes. The, the, Putting it on, going, What do you think of this? You the, don't like the, it? I mean I think
1: about the things like? I've That's used. That's unbelievable. And that world is all, like there was a woman that came to my shows this past weekend. Completely body painted. She and that's badass. She's, by the way, Shout she's nude, her. but she comes completely body painted as a
3: devil, and she just walked in like this is normal. Shout out to her. Yeah, I drive. I drive to joshua's and my podcast in a cosplay masks all the time, <laughs> and wait for people to roll up on me at the stoplight, <laughs> and you can feel their look. They're like, "What does that dude want? And then you just turn and look real fast at him <laughs> yeah. with like a black mask from the DC universe, or like a, <laughs> oh, I have a Doctor Doom mask that fucks people up. <laughs> Because it does the voice, and you'll be like, what are you looking <laughs> at? <And laughs> Freaks them out. That's, I mean, it, it, it's so... Well, what I love time cosplayers. To, yeah, what yeah, time to be living
1: in where now stuff that people were, like, kind of in in, in the closet about or to be, like, kind of ashamed about, like, not talking about... Like, like for instance, you. Like, you...
3: Like, I Instagram the, uh, it now, but nobody yeah. ever knew that I have, like, over 100 masks in my closet. Right, today. well, because it's like... shit.
1: 'Cause Because <laughs> no one wanted to, like... <laughs>
3: I mean, okay, that's a little creepy. You're
1: probably saying yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. uh, <laughs> we'll that out. But uh, no, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. no, dude, yeah, yeah. But like, but like the the, the fact that, uh, and <laughs> especially someone that uh, had your career going, I'm sure uh, publicists and managers told you that like you can't. Let that nerd out because
3: you've got this image. Or no, whatever. it was more of like really? a PC that... awkward giggle. Like, oh, yeah, that's really great, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you sort of get the hint. They would never just uh, outright go, yeah. you can't wear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. That's uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's maybe, great. You know, maybe talk about something else. <laughs> <Do I like laughs> Dragon uh, tattoo right? on my shoulder for crying out loud. That's now, the, real uh, quick, is I think is we that.
2: Freddie, you want to maybe turn? She's trying to get young. Who's it, was Turn this way? I mean, maybe adjust yourself. There oh, dude! There it is. And the the
0: american
3: smile, dragon do, like, tattoo, and full flex. Do my like senior? Oh, my I think senior maybe you just think scoot the, the chair
2: a little. Scoot like, in. yeah. There oh, you well, go, buddy. That? Maybe bring the mic lower a bit. Boom, lower. Oh yeah. Over in. There we, there we go. Look at that. Now can it be, can it. be higher so you doesn't have to lean? Can down. you still hear me okay? Or is that yeah? Sound I yeah. mean, at the close. I mean, you can get close if you want to hug it more. That'd be great. Yeah. How's that?
1: You love that?
2: The fish eye loves it Yeah Let's do it Yeah
1: And is that And is that dragon tattoo Is that specifically for Dungeons and Dragons Or is <laughs> no. that because uh, no, You want to be a UFC dude. fighter
3: I wish <laughs> um, No I uh, I was born in the year of the dragon I got it when I was 18 Oh okay 41 It's the way life that no. goes
2: <laughs> Dude by the way That is like the dude approach to tattoos Yeah Like I'm, and So I'm a year of the dragon That is actually more significance For a dude tattoo than I have seen Yeah is it's it?
3: not just like a tribal whatever oops you know yeah. what I mean? Like, nah, it some dudes are like, "I got then. the
2: fucking Denny's logo because I was fucked up and I love hash browns." <laughs> so you're like, "Well, it's a shitty story and a shitty tattoo." You're gonna want to get that removed. But like, there's actually like <laughs> that some... guy's
3: way bummed out. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> so bummed
2: because like he's like, "I thought Denny's stock would rise." It's like, dude, it just plateaued. That's great. But wait, <laughs> so you're the? Dr- How did you even think to know? Like, did somebody tell you it was a year of the dragon? Or did you go out of your way? Down? Um, my this is it's way nerdy, but it's cool now. Wait, um, we've
1: already started with cosplay that's and Dungeons true. and Dragons. No, and now, so we really so can't go too much more nerdy. Super cool. Yeah.
3: Um, so my godfather is Bob Wall Bob Wall is the guy that trained Bruce Lee when Bruce came to America holy wow. shit he played okay. that guy um, o- O'Hara in uh, in Enter the Dragon with the scar yeah, on yeah, his yeah. eye that Bruce Lee kicks right in his nuts what the fuck he was fuck? Carl Miller in the next one where he kicks him in the locker and he's like you lose Carl Miller um, that's my that's my godfather <laughs> that was it and that, that, was was, and and that was an Italian kicks. accent you were doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's just not that good at accents yeah. Yeah. Bruce Leonardo
2: <laughs> um,
3: but Bruce and and my godfather were super close friends and uh he trained me. He trained my dad, martial arts. He was like, he became the martial arts instructor to the stars. Like he taught Steve McQueen, wow. James Garner, God.
2: like all these legends. Am I? Glenn Close. I mean, like close it, nobody, n- like a ninja. She's a ninja. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> fucking if you see her at an intersection, she'll throw a star at you. Just how so I got these cuts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's 22nd degree black belt. No, no one knows that close about Glenn Close.
3: I didn't even know they had 22 <laughs> close up. I met yeah. Glenn Close. That would be, that's her finisher. The yeah. close up Is that what you said? Yeah. I can only
1: yeah. imagine. I
2: got lost in the shuffle. I can
3: no, only imagine Jim Ross
1: calling that good God almighty the, it's the close up oh good that's a human being damn it don't do that to someone oh my god no oh
3: Glenn no don't do it Glenn
2: uh, who, yeah. who are we doing the voice of uh, uh, Tim, that's Ross, Tim Ross Ross. Uh, yeah. I used to
3: work for Vince McMahon at WWE I wrote there for two
2: years man that's I saw that and I was an acting insane. coach for their roster too alright put a pin in that <laughs> finish the dragon story we then we come to back that. to that yeah. So, oh yeah how
3: did we get on to
2: pro wrestling uh, Glenn Close what? took us off of course Glenn Which fucking but well, you said um, only I had uh, to Your godfather was, so that was, teacher. was Oh to the, the, the significance stars. of it So yeah.
3: he started training me In martial arts When I was three years old And he was way weird about it Like he, every hour He would teach me How to fight he would make like the gardener teach me how to garden because he didn't know how, but he wanted me to be balanced. I would watch him, he would take me, I was like when I was 12, we'd get it, he would buy this, he bought this El Camino, it was so cool and he had it all monstered up and souped up. He would drive down to Westwood, this is 1988, Mm -hmm. and it would be in the evening and he would find the biggest, toughest linebacker or lineman that UCLA had, pick a fight and win. (laughs) That was his hobby? That was what he liked to do? up college kids? His best friend was Gene LaBelle, the guy that taught uh, Ronda Rousey's mom judo. Gene has two tendons everywhere you and I have one. so when he grabs you that's your ass and he was the first guy (laughs) to ever choke me out so my godfather was way on this eastern philosophy tip and he was talking to me about the Chinese Zodiac and that's when we got into Year of the Dragon and what it represented and there were four different representations of it and which one was I and all this because it was important to him to give what he thought was culturally relevant from someone he learned from Mm -hmm. to the son he didn't have he had two daughters and he'd always be like oh yeah give me a son (laughs) to their face he would say that they're both awesome chicks they get so mad when i beat them up randomly <laughs> they both got their blue belts and we're like and we're done I, yeah yeah
1: yeah i can imagine
3: oh but my. they're
1: tough chicks that, that, and so, and you're, so, you, so you trained in martial arts for how for how many years
3: uh since i was three i still do today still do today oh yeah i do why do you love it man bruce lee said that uh martial arts is the physical expression of what we love and fear most about ourselves. It's all the shit that we can't yeah. say, that we're not comfortable saying or we don't know how to say in a physical form, right? That's mm-hmm. how, that's was Bruce's philosophy on it. So it's always been a great way for me to stay balanced, to challenge my mind and my and my spirit and I just I've always liked sparring, man. Like I just since I was a kid, like yeah. I'm telling you, when I was 8 years old, Jean LaBelle choked me out, okay? Like a basically like a rear naked choke. Nobody right. even knew what that was back then. He picks me up, because I didn't know how to tap. Nobody yeah. knew what tapping was. I right. just went to sleep. He woke me up and showed me how to do it, and literally said, now go do that to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that is that just did, the man. coolest. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> my dad charmed a lot of people, so they I've yeah. had a good life because of that. They've all wanted to like give something to me, which is I've, I've always
2: been thankful and grateful for. So. Did, did you ever get to uh, apply that to a friend? Oh, I've choked a million guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's just like, hey. I'm <laughs> about to get my purple belt at the Gracie Academy in jiu-jitsu, man. I mean, oh, that's God. all Hey, yo. Yeah. There you yeah. go. We have, we we part have part that. the first
2: purple belt on this podcast. Oh, right <laughs> on. I'm sure maybe you have some black belts, then. <laughs> We've had one white belt and you're talking to him. <laughs> right on. That's Don't right. stop, man. Two Could months go? of Taekwondo when I was 12. Oh, shit. Saw my instructor green break his here. hand. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> is he a white belt? <laughs> well, in the movie. Yeah. And
0: then
1: I got to green belt and then the other guys... the Yeah, and then the other guys <laughs> were getting way too big and they're like, oh, now yeah the whole it doesn't really matter what belt I am anymore. Yeah, but like,
3: you could get the gun belt. <laughs> they gave him the green belt, but that, that was, was all... take care of everything, Well, yeah. They gave him the green Red belt, equalizer. but that's only because
2: it was missing from his leprechaun costume. It was. And, and, so, and also... Yeah. You're
3: going to get copyright infringement from the WWF <laughs> in a second. My man Dylan's going to be pissed. Oh, is that is Hornswoggle? Yeah, that's yes, right, Dylan. You tell, you, you tell this dick... Okay, <laughs> I'm on <and> my... <laughs> You
1: tell this dick oh, that no. he got so damn famous that now he's one of those guys where when I go out, everyone yells out,
3: Hornswoggle! Nobody! they don't all the time. Oh my, all the time. Love that.
1: All the time. It's, it's that we man and Dinklage. Like that's the Holy Trinity of dwarves right now. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to get
3: on. (laughs) I've never told this story before. I'm going to tell it right now. Oh Oh my God. Okay. So I worked for Vince McMahon. Yeah. It was WrestleMania in Atlanta. And I had to do this segment, Snoop Dogg was gonna come down and do like a bit with the divas. This is and, a NyQuil dream, but okay, continue. And, they, and Vince said, uh, you're you're fucking famous, Freddie, you're gonna produce the, the segment with Snoop. And I'm looking at him like, don't do this to me, man. Like he's gonna be <laughs> six hours late if he shows. Yeah. I got three other segments, one of them was for the world championship. I'm like, don't kill me like that. Yeah. He's like, no, you're doing it. So he pitches me this idea, of the WWE talent auditioning for Snoop for a new act for WrestleMania. Right? Amazing. And I and I have to write it. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can make this good is if people are just getting fucked up, like beat up, <laughs> right? Or if I tell him, I say, or will you let me let Hornswoggle finally talk? And mm-hmm. he goes, he doesn't talk? Okay, the character's been on the show like six years. <laughs>
1: That was the thing. He, he he would never talk, and I'm he grunts, and, and I'm sitting there watching every episode. Like, let the man speak! <laughs> for God's <laughs> sakes, he's got rights. He's got. Let him use his words. He's
3: a person too, yeah. kind of. <laughs> let him use his words. Oh my God!
1: He, the, the stupid Finley's
3: just throwing <laughs> him around <laughs> for real. Anyway, so, so he goes. He doesn't talk. I go, no, Vince. He he just grunts, man. Let me. I'll have him rap. I'll write a rap for for Snoop, and he goes, oh yeah, goddamn, do that. <laughs> So I write this thing and it's we're gonna start at 10, okay, Mm -hmm. because I know Snoop won't be there. Yeah. So I'll just shoot everyone else out first. Great. Right? So we shoot Dylan's stuff. He does this sweet ass. He goes, he's going to let me talk. And I don't tell him like, brother, he didn't even know you don't. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> <that like>,
1: <laughs> Vince finally cares about me. No, like, he didn't uh, know you exist. No, but okay, whatever. He
3: don't know shit. <laughs> So I go, yeah, man. So you tell me what you think. And if you don't like it, I said, look, I'm not a lyricist. But I, you know, I can write some love poetry. And this is sure. you know, a sweet ass rap. So he's like, no, dude, I love it. I'll kill it. And he can actually rhyme a bit. So he made it better than it, than it was. Wow. So we shoot his stuff. We shoot some other people all trying to impress. Snoop and all Snoop's going to say I'm just going to do like a one shot in one mm-hmm. take whenever he shows up he just says next 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 all the way yeah. down the line until the ladies come and he goes yeah we're good so this guy named uh, Zach Ryder comes out and this woo, is where, woo, woo. This is where Rider. the story yep. gets amazing. And he's supposed to come out. And Rowdy Roddy Piper was going to, rest in peace.
2: Yeah, dude. Um, mm-hmm. Was going
3: to make like a little cameo in it. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, yes. And we're going to do the Jimmy Superfly Snook a bit where he cracks him on the head with a coconut. And a, and it, the coconut <laughs> cracks. And then Zack Ryder falls down to the ground. And then Roddy will do the one, two, three three and he's out right Mm -hmm. so we set it all up and uh he i go hey we got to get the coconut gimmicked. i tell this to rowdy and and that means like we have to get it pre-cracked and he goes oh no don't worry about that i'll take care of it and i go no you gotta let they call props magic i go you gotta let magic do it i want anybody to get in trouble and i want anybody to tell him vince that i didn't take care of me he goes no don't worry about it i go seriously he goes okay fine i'll take it to magic. He walks away, he comes back, and I already know. I know he hasn't done anything to it. Right? No, because he's an old school guy. Yeah, and he's and he like, doesn't hey, care. I broke the
1: thing on. He on didn't gimmick Snook it with Snooka. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm
3: looking at poor Zach. It's a great
1: 90s sitcom title. Yeah. He didn't gimmick <laughs> it with Snooka. <laughs> Fantastic.
3: So now I'm just looking at poor Zach, who's just professionally standing on his mark, like ready. He's excited. He's in a segment, man. It's hard to get in a WrestleMania. Yeah, movie, right. Yeah. So he's standing there, he's hype, and I'm just looking at him like, this poor bastard's about to get knocked unconscious and <laughs> No and doesn't even know. And I'm looking at this old school producer there. His name's uh, Arn Anderson. He used yeah. to be a part of the Four Horsemen there. And I go, you know Piper's just going to crack him. And he goes, God damn, he better. <laughs> I love, then, I love then, wrestling logic. And then finishes with, they didn't gimmick it for Snooker. Ain't going to gimmick it for him. <laughs> Piper comes in. He does his bit. Woo, woo, bonk drops down <laughs> Piper looks at him points at me points off camera exits stage right and I literally was like all right we're done we're oh good. my god <laughs> dude because you can't look
1: at him and be like hey uh when when
3: when you come back to life we're gonna do it again yeah yeah. I like, was out it, of focus sorry yeah. <laughs> like nah that's it we're good let's wait for Snoop <laughs> oh that's unbelievable shit. yeah man poor guy yeah, took but, a coconut to the uh, skull Go. There's no. There's no and prep he's not for even that. Samoan. A, a regular white man can't take a coconut, <laughs> no, dude. He's probably never I, even seen a coconut. I, I think
1: I read that on a fortune cookie one time. Yeah, <laughs> that,
2: that that was one of those NBCs. The more you know, yes. I, the less you know it. Yeah. <laughs> how do you even? So you've been a big wrestling. fan. I mean, how many? It seems like everything that you've been like a fan of, you've gotten to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, very fortunate in that regard. But it also takes guts to chase dreams that people don't want you to
3: chase. Like nobody wanted me to work for WWE. My manager was like, "Are you crazy?" I was like,
2: "What?" Either way, I mean, I love this and I'm doing it. And sure. at what point in your career do you get the I don't know, just the chutzpah to to be like, "Yo, this is my shit. I'm gonna make the calls." Because right, because early on, I think it's it's natural to to oh, get early into on, like yeah, you're just trying to get in where you fit
3: in. But once mm. you're getting offers, you can be a bit more selective. But I I got into this. I mean, I've told this story before, but when my grandfather passed away, he I love him. He was a dear man, but he was kind of racist against Puerto Ricans. Oh, shit. <laughs> and would say stuff that wasn't right and never liked my dad, right? And, mm-hmm. and for good reasons. I mean, he cheated on my mom and, and killed himself. And, you know, it was Pam Greer, so a lot of people are like, well...
1: But still, but still like you know, yeah it, cheating's bad but look at them titties but it's kind of weird, so you
3: know and a, quite a few others yeah. yeah um but on his he was dying of cancer and he was at hospice he was at home and we knew we had plenty of time to process it it wasn't yeah. a sad thing and, and uh they said, uh, my grandma said, hey, your, your papa wants to talk to you. I said, okay. I go in there. And he holds my hand. He's got a tight grip. I never beat him in arm wrestling once, ever. He was just strong as a fucking horse. Oh, and he grabs my And we knew we were about to lose him. He's still super strong. And he goes, did you clean your room today? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm really proud of you. And when you're 15, you're like, fucking all right. I didn't yeah. know he was like saying about who you in are life, and who you're going to yeah, be yeah, and all yeah. these things. And then in the same breath, he says, you know, your father really fucked things up and it's up to you to fix it. And an hour later, he was dead. So when it was Whoa. time for me to make a career choice, I chose to follow in his footsteps to sort of finish what a lot of me not just my grandfather, but my father's mother, Maria, the sort of fulfillment that she wanted. And when you're chasing a ghost, it's never really your dream. And when you're a junior, remember, you're basically a statue Built to honor that which walked before you, like you don't have your own name, you don't right. have your own identity. Right, you're expected to be the lawyer your mother or father was. And I mean I guess you can be a junior if you're. Yeah, but
1: in your case, your dad is this comedic icon. Yeah, and it, so like, and, and that's the name you have, and that's the reputation that you have to fulfill.
2: Yeah, like, wait, who who tells you that the whole uh, perspective on the junior name, or do you just you figure that out? I mean, is that just how it is? In any, that's just how it is. Like. Ken That's Griffey, they were like, is. yo, man, you're never going to be. <laughs> he had
3: a home run off me in a movie, man. <laughs> That's random you say that. <laughs> That's right. Summer catch? Yeah, man. He yeah. hits a homer
2: off me. At Griffey's in
3: that? Yeah. Every,
2: actually, every pitch I threw him was a home run. <laughs> all right. Put a pin in that story, too, because I love the story we're on yeah, right now. Yeah, between WWE and Ken Griffey Jr., you're hitting like That's all crazy, the
3: childhood man. things. What a
2: trip. Childhood yeah. hero. His pops was there, too, that day. Fuck, dude. Yeah, all right. Man. I need to get that hand back rubbed on my face. All so rub it all over. Yeah, dude. All right. So so, so he gives you this advice, and then uh, the point you were making about being a junior, and, and yeah. So you know, I
3: I felt a lot of pressure, and I would say most of it was self-created pressure, sure. and the rest was from my family. And once I did my sitcom, which was over a decade ago now, yeah. and creatively named, and uh they, you know, it's they a great paid, name. They made yeah. a company ten grand to come up with names, and we settled on Freddie. <laughs> Ten grand, and when they when they showed us the names, I'm like, man, can I just get ten G's? I can.
2: Yeah. Can like, you even add a, like a chilling with their, or something? To... Their
3: favorite was swimming in women. That was their that was their go-to. No, and dude. I was like, no. Was Hosted can't. by Jerry Springer. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> what? Swimming in women? That was their one, and I was like, that's my veto right there. How? So. Oh, you get one veto? Oh yeah. How well, could I, I have get... more? But I want to be a dick. Yeah. With Street.
1: <laughs> How do I get that job? How do I get paid to come up with sitcom titles? Just go. Well, what's the star's name? Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, we'll ca- okay, we'll call it Freddie. money in the bank take 10 G's 10 G's for doing that
3: I'm (sighs) telling you I want that job that's insane so I keep getting sidetracked but anyway so at the end of that I put my father's production company up there which was Hungarian, which was a Mm -hmm. punchline from one of his jokes half Hungarian half Puerto Rican how does, he his parents meet a gypsy in a puerto rican they were on a subway trying to pick each other's pocket like so that was the joke <laughs> oh my <there>. god <laughs> even though he was really half german but german rican didn't sound yeah right yeah. um, so I, like put lo- <laughs> <laughs> I put that all brand but that logo at the end <laughs> wow, <laughs> but amazing. it was still cool and the set designer that created the design the set designs for Frasier, for cheers for sanford and son and for my dad's show the last set he ever designed was for mine that's wow. unbelievable
2: yeah, and we I love how you Fraser set like it all stepped down and yeah. it was super cool how cognizant are you of, of those types of moments in just the business like that's a super special fact that like you can get lost on real easily you I, know? I've always been good at being a sponge
3: you know what I mean like I can absorb a lot of stuff and then every once in a while one of my mentors squeezes me and sees what comes out and hopefully it's good stuff <laughs> what, was, what was that experience like doing your own show Is it, just it was coolest? hard yeah. I was only 30 um, it was a ton of pressure and I never it's, it's your wanted name. to sweat yeah, yeah. I, I never wanted to like let people see me sweat but the notes that we got were real rough I wasn't able to disconnect the way you are with life experience and I just constantly thought they wanted my character to find Jesus basically every episode like we had a scene where my character went into a confession booth, but only because the person in front of him was hot. there was this girl, Miss Universe, her name's Denise Quinones. Like she was legit the hottest girl hot in name. the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so <laughs> she goes title. in and the whole time I'm in there, like I'm just trying to get the, the priest to break down some information on, on my girl and he just thinks I'm the worst Catholic ever. Mm. And the note legit was, can he say sorry at the end of it? And the priest talked to him about sort of, you know, finding something spiritual. And my showrunner, uh, Bruce Helford who created Drew Carey show and George Lopez's That's letter okay. that goes well, we could think about it and right when they said that I was like no we can't n- no we cannot and it was the first time like I ever lost it and I was like we yeah. can't think about that I was like that's not an option ever it's yeah. a comedy and I'm not ending a comedy skit on something that's like dramatic and religious no. I'm gonna end it on a friggin joke yes about yeah about him throw kicking me out of church is funny yes yeah. he calls me the worst Catholic yeah by the way great and, and they, punchline and, done and we like had to settle in the middle oh. and so it was hard like there was that kind of fight but the relationships that I made on that are still relationships I have to this day. Dope. Brian Austin Green was on that show. Oh, nice. I used to smash on him in video games. <laughs> go. Nice. We had like a... What this, game? It was Halo, the first one. Oh, man! Yikes. And we had a system link with the old Ethernet cords yeah. because you couldn't yeah. go online and battle. Yeah, Right. And the rest of the cast hated us because they just hear Brian <laughs> cursing in his dressing room. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> and me yelling, and I was cloaked, bitch! You know, like, it just did it, it. We had a great time. Yeah, so they, those relationships. Yeah, yeah, before you had
2: chat rooms. Yeah, before you had chat rooms.
1: But like now, for real. Though. Yeah,
2: what, what's the difference? I mean, obviously there's a lot of differences between uh, sitcom and, and movies. But like, did you enjoy the schedule change? Oh, or, bro, that's a come spoiled on. life. Yeah, right. Yeah, the segment. people don't know. Break it down for people. That oh, I mean, it's, people
3: when you're on a movie, like everyone goes, oh, it's it's cush and it is okay, but it's also a 15 hour day. Mm-hmm. And you usually don't know anyone. So you either spend time trying to find somebody you got something in common with or yeah. you're stuck in a trailer. And if you're not a big time actor, it's a box like yeah. prisoners have it better. <laughs> I'm telling you, they have yeah. a bit more space to move. Yeah, right. Dude. So it, unless you're me,
2: it's not a lot of space.
3: Okay, there. <laughs> so it's a long, it's a I long spread, spread, spread out. Day. I don't know about you guys. I had like I a duplex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they actually give Brad one of those uh, the Chuck E. Cheese ball pits. Oh, and nice. he just, yeah, he uh, it goes to town. It's, it's in my rider. <laughs> <laughs> you should put it in your rider when you get big enough. I need a... Ch- I'll, oh, I'll n- fuck you money. Well, do. I'm never going to get big enough. I'm a dwarf. Thanks, Adam. No, but... Uh, <laughs> dude, no you know no I mean. green gummy bears.
3: <laughs> a fucking ball, a ball pit. Can you imagine? Love it. But
2: they have to abide by some of those things, right? Like, I've heard stories from I guess like, if
3: they want to endure... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they want to so, endure you. I mean, W.E. endured Puffy's requests when he did... They had to remind him once. They were like, "Hey, um, this is a charity thing for the troops," (laughs) (laughs) and his people were like, "We know." No, WWE like, us twenty-two bottles right, of Crystal or, or or we walk. Yeah, yeah, literally.
1: They're
2: like, all right, whatever. You I want Ritz peanut butter crackers, but I want Jif peanut butter in it. Like, Dude, all right, man, that's asking a lot. Yeah, no one. By the way, Jiff and Ritz have been feuding for years, so you know that's not going to happen. Like yeah. Fabulous and Montague. I love it again, oh my God, what a great call. Uh, okay, so uh, the TV schedule, though, it's okay. So cake.
3: you're so you're on a movie. You're in a strange land, a strange place. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't know anyone. You don't have your computer. You don't have your dog you don't have any of these things it can't get depressing but it's it's i mean it can get lonely yes when you're on a tv show a sitcom you work three weeks a month because you need a week off sure <laughs> they call it going dark they gotta you know catch up on scripts yeah mm-hmm. they take three weeks to write even sure. though the writer finished it the first night right <laughs> dude so so that part's really hard yeah and then day one is tough man you gotta Break be there down, man. you gotta be there by 10 a.m yikes oh 10 a.m west sharp. coast time <laughs> west coast time bro can't mess around you get there you got a cup of coffee a couple of the other actors have their cigarettes yeah. it's important yeah then you go in and you read a script Wow. you don't even have to be memorized you just read it English like, and by yourself read it no at, in a group in front of wow. and sometimes people get nervous so maybe yeah. this part's hard, yeah but in front of the network and the yeah. studio that can yeah. jam you up and they give you a lot of notes and their thoughts and, and opinions but the cool part that makes all that easy is you have writers literally come up to you and go look they're gonna want us to rewrite all this anyway so don't try hard <laughs> oh really <laughs> so you don't even have to try
2: hard on yeah. day one now this is a two-hour day do you try anyway can you? I help? did. You cannot that, help. Have my name yeah. on the fucking <laughs> yeah. script. I can't just. If it was swimming with women. You could have been like, fuck this script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phone, that my name's right. not attached.
3: Give me, give me an earpiece. Read me my give fucking me a... line. That was the old Marlon Brando <laughs> movie. Yeah, dude. Um, he, there's a famous story of him on the freshman. Marlon literally just goes don't fucking act it just read it
2: <laughs> that's amazing because oh, the first
3: started slipping into their marlin right
2: i mean i now want to see the documentary about that guy yeah. and <laughs> oh, what God. he did after yeah. that i mean like, you're what talking if that was to the end of his? what if he got fired from trying to act it and then he went around he stayed on, the first ad
3: was it was a friend of mine It was from i know you did last summer his name was Luis de and he was the first ad on that and he told amazing marlin stories I aren't
2: those told. some of the on the few sets i've been on the Some of these guys just have That have like done everything And you're just like Yo, how have you not had a book Or like Bro, I've, they get mad I don't ask 100 questions and I'm asking them 99 because nobody ever talks to them. Nobody. And I was
3: always the young kid who was like, oh, tell me about this, tell me about that. Oh, where, where, where.
2: Dude, some guy once told me these stories about working on the Golden Girls set. Dude, oh, we, must oh have, we must have talked Golden Girls for 45 <laughs> minutes. And he was like, you know what's crazy, man? Nobody ever asked me about Golden Girls. I'm like, well, uh, dude, stick around. Yeah, that me. was a great other guy voice, by the way. Everyone <laughs> does an other guy voice. And that yeah, was mine's money. Tony Danza. I just go right to it. You know but Nobody ever asked me about the Golden Girls. Oh, who's the boss, by the way? You know, uh, Jonathan silverman audition for that shit No, uh, so um, and um
1: <laughs> it was tony danza that that was working on that set
3: yeah <laughs> kieran culkin does the meanest tony
2: Danza impression in the world well, well it's time to have a danza off with kieran culkin his is mean though is it how his good is mean like, mean spirited or, or mean like it's great Mean spirited and mean like it's great well it's always, we're, well, it's, well, we're it's, gonna it's, have that it's, tony danza yeah. from his talk show okay. that's the tony this right, so well, we're gonna have wait, that as a uh, pay-per-view
1: Here's, a, 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 Here's what I... Adam so Tony
2: Danza's yeah, talk to show, all right, my senior college at, at USC, there was a block of TV where it was the Tony Danza show in syndication from yes. 1 to 2 a.m., and then, did you ever go on it? No. Uh, yes, we made sauce. We made tomato sauce.
1: <laughs> By the way, if, I, if I've made tomato sauce with Tony Danza, <laughs> is not the title of your biography?
2: <laughs> you're never coming back You're back doing here. it wrong, Frank. Okay. You're I doing just, it wrong. I'll, I'll, I promise. I'll it's when that. I became a, a, like a fan of his, and then he ended up, a friend of mine, Jason Robert Brown, wrote the music for when Tony did um, uh, Honey, Honeymoon in Vegas, I think, on Broadway. Oh, my God. And so I went notice. out and saw it and got Tony to sit down with me and do like a 45-minute chat, and I interviewed him where it was like a dance on danza, so I was like, and he's like, oh, nobody's ever done that before. I was like, yeah, but you were one of my first impressions. I used to watch you late night and get high in college. He's like, oh shit. He's like, yeah, was the show good? I was like, all right, anyway. So the first question, you know, oh, no, yeah, no that was great. Yeah, that's I, our Kieran's impression. I it over. over. Well, yeah. he, he, Tony, he was the thing was that like he, he would do an opening monologue, but he had no jokes, you know. I know. So he would man. bring up shit and move on. He'd be like, oh man, what's going on in the news? Oh, uh, uh, Julie Roberts just had twins, uh, so that's good. Two babies that look alike. That'll be tough to tell them apart. What else is going on? Oh, uh, the angels. No, this
3: is literally what Kieran did. It's so weird. <laughs> The Yankees didn't make the playoffs, which Freaking is a really bummer
2: because I love those uniforms. Oh, oh great story. Last time my wife, she goes, yo, Tony, go down to the store, get some bread, some eggs, and some toothpaste. So I go down to the store and I get the bread and the eggs. I get back. She goes, Tony, where's the toothpaste? I go, ah, damn it. Anyway, Kelsey Graham is here. And you're like, what is happening? It
3: was, I felt bad. It was yeah. like watching
2: Magic Johnson execute a monologue.
3: <laughs> it was but he's
2: so fucking likable, right? Yeah. And how far does that go in the business? Pretty far if you. Yeah. I mean, he
3: did over 100 episodes. Yeah. So it went that did,
2: far. Did, did something right. It that far but it was (laughs) tough man it was tough so but you you ask guys stories i mean constantly on sets because you're just you're so personable. a lot of those guys enjoy sharing them if they're my father um and are very generous with with their knowledge and does that happen that
3: you meet guys that have stories i never heard look man when i was a kid my mom would ship me out here to california so that i could learn about my father what she didn't know is letting me live with guys like charles fleischer when i was 13 and 14 wow. years old for a summer is awesome Yeah, but not the best thing but he literally would bring me to the improv which my dad gave bud the startup money for out here in LA um and bud would let me go in
2: and he gave I, him the startup money for that yeah, yeah that's, man. Crazy. that's why
3: bud gave us royalty checks for like 30 years or something no like kidding. he's always been he was always good to my family but uh, but yes yeah, so i would go in there and all these old school guys would come up and tell me stories about and comics would tell you how it is, man. Like Bobby Slayton would be like, Oh fuck your father, man. It's sort of a and like, he, and I'm like fourteen <laughs> years grimly. old and I'm like, oh, I'm about to punch this guy. out. <laughs> yeah. And literally, like other or like uh Paul Rodriguez would literally be like, No man, he can't be punching people in here. Don't bro. worry, you like, know your dad was a great <laughs> I, guy. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, so all these old school guys would like Paul Mooney, oh, literally would yeah. I can't say the things that he said. Sure. Because some of that language I'm not comfortable yep. with, right? But he was one of the realest guys with me because That's, Richard yeah. found my father his manager, and they had, they shared the same manager. And
2: Richard made my Richard manager, Pryor, yeah. yeah, Richard Pryor. Sorry, yeah, um, not made, Richard Belding, Dennis Haskins' brother on no, the show. No, 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 I <laughs> meant Pryor, not Belding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to make sure serial so follow. Up.
3: At a certain point, it made Pryor a little uncomfortable because he had this crush on Pam Greer, like bad, Uh-oh. and he hated that she liked my father. And he made my uncle Ron De Blasio pick. He said, "Pick, motherfucker! You have to pick." And Ron picked my dad, and oh, wow. it turned out to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, but Jeez. so I had this connection to you know, a lot of these old. Like when I met Richard, he was uh, legit. He was sick then. Mm-hmm. My uncle said, "Look, he's not going to talk to me, but I know he'll he'll speak to you if you want to meet him." I said, "Oh yeah, I definitely do." And he's the greatest ever to me. You were how yeah. old when you met him? Uh twenty twenties. Wow. Oh, so this is yeah. Yeah, this it was is when he was he sick. had a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went up to him, he was in his wheelchair, we we're at Mitzi's uh club. And I sat down next to him and, and they said, Um, this is this is Freddie and I, I said, Mr. Pryor, said, I'm Freddie Prince Junior. I love my father, but I think you're the greatest comic that ever stood on stage and he's shaking my hand and it was real real weak and he said, uh, boy, your father was a motherfucker. But he was a funny motherfucker. And I felt this like, this like wave of heat just like smat, like smash, like almost cried. Like, I literally yeah, I getting choked cried. up
2: here, and that's crazy. And yeah. I kind
3: of like sank into my seat because I felt this pressure, right? And, and he goes up on stage and it's real quiet, and he's real shaky. And he says, uh, I went to a, to a multiple sclerosis foundation." with Annette Fonicello and the whole crowd is like oh my god like they're they don't want, nobody wants to see Richard Pryor die the tension is so thick he's like i was there with Annette Fonicello and she sucked my dick. <laughs> and his eyes literally like lit up. And the crowd, it was in the small room there. yeah, The original yeah, 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 room. Yeah, expo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, original yeah. room. Exploded. And yeah. for about, I don't know, I'm going to say five minutes. It could have been one. It could have been three. I have no right. idea. I was the am Time like, stopped Hi. at that yeah. point. Yeah, He talks about the blowjob. And nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. And then the joke ended. And his voice kind of tailed off, and his handler came up there, and he said, I guess that's all the time I have. And they took him off stage, and everybody in the room, I think we clapped longer than the actual set was. Like, it was... Oh, my God, So intense. So these are, like, the types of, of people. Like, my uncle, who repped him, he was the first person to tell me the truth about my dad and walked me around... Brentwood where he lives and stopped in front of Marilyn Monroe's house and talked about people who were taken too soon and stars that shine the brightest you know go out the quickest and I just Mm -hmm. hit puberty and was you know trying to process all this shit but he was the first dude to ever tell me like the real stuff. Man. Were you
2: searching for the real stuff? When I was a point? kid, they yeah.
3: said he OD'd on drugs. Nobody wants to say your dad put a gun to his head and shot himself on your mom's birthday. Like that fucking sucks to hear. Yeah, you want your like dad a four to be year old. Superman. It's like, hey,
1: uh, happy birthday! Yeah. All right, yeah. You know what I mean? You what a great Christmas dad to
3: be Darth Vader. That sucks. Sure. <laughs> you want Obi Wan Kenobi, man? Right. And <laughs> so, were, you, were you pissed when you got that yeah. info? Or oh yeah, no, I was twelve years old, hot puberty. Yeah, got in a lot of fights with with kids that didn't deserve it. Just because they
2: had good dads, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that dude. was what
3: they were guilty of. But sure, it was, you know, I
2: had to go through that like any other kid. That's know. how do, you, yeah, how that's do you how do you process that info? I mean, or do, I mean, is back then? Yeah, yeah. You know, the best I could, and I was a pretty balanced kid. Like
3: I said, my godfather taught me a lot about not getting too high and not getting too low, yeah. and, and staying even keeled to the point where when Sarah and I were dating, she was she'd literally be like, "Do you even give a shit like about <laughs> anything?" I'm like, "I really do." I just I don't know. I don't it's like your way to, of dealing with it. Right? I don't yeah. like State. to let myself get up too much because then you'll fall like, down. You know, yeah. yeah. So I just try to stay in the middle. I, I don't do it perfectly, but I do a good job at it. So I dealt with it well some days and really shitty on others. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. any other kid, you know. Yeah.
1: That that has to be insane. Wow. First of all, just going through the business that your father was in. That and and like you said, not necessarily your dream, but then does it slowly. Morph into being your
3: dream, like as you as you're in the business? Sure. It definitely hurt when I didn't get certain jobs when I fell in love with like Parker Posey. I did an independent movie with her early in my career and she kinda taught me how to fall in love with acting. Because mm-hmm. she just She's one of my
2: favorite people of all time. Bri- oh my yeah. god. Like, I mean like she she
3: wrote me a postcard every month for like six years after that movie. I couldn't read a single word because it's like a doctor's signature, like the whole all her writing. <laughs> yeah. But I always loved it and appreciated it, and she became this big sister to me. When I, when I hosted Saturday Night Live, she was dating Jimmy Fallon. And, yeah. and Jimmy and all Jimmy's and my sketches were getting cut. Like Lauren fucking hated all of them. We did. What? We just kept laughing. Like, we couldn't. Jimmy like, Fallon breaking during a sketch. Dude, this hit, never happened. He pitched the greatest <laughs> idea I ever, bet. and the two of us fucked up. I was George Michael in a grocery store <laughs> in London, and he was Andrew Ridgeley, and he was like watching me from behind the aisles, like stalking me, right? Oh, because he wanted to get back together. Yeah, from Wham! Yeah. And he'd been writing all these sweet songs that had like similar beats, but instead of you gotta get up, it was like, dude, but you gotta go down to the And the two of us just, and we have the accent and we were doing everything. But Mm -hmm. we kept laughing in the music parts because it was just too funny. And Lauren was like, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I just wouldn't have it. And we did a Leatherman one with Horatio and he killed that one. So anyway, we're doing all this. We finally get some sketches approved, none of which Jimmy were in. And they make you do like the rap party, right? Yeah, Yeah. And Parker and Jimmy were dating back then. And so she was there. And in New York City at the rap party, if you're a single leading young man and your movies are making a hundred million dollars, then there's ladies that are going to be like, hi, I want to sit with you. I heard right. you were almost starring in Swimming in Women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soon to be. Soon to yeah. be, yeah. Um, and so I was single and young and I was like, yes, you may sit in this seat next yeah. to me. The best. <laughs> and then Parker Posey came in and literally was like the queen of all cock block and was like, you will sit nowhere near my younger brother <laughs> oh, for I oh, shall oh. protect him from the oh, starfuckers no, yeah. of Manhattan. <laughs> And she literally (laughs) climbed over the table like an action hero, like Bruce Willis, okay? I like got action hero and like jump kicks, not the girl, but the area where the girl's if she doesn't move, she's gonna get kicked, right? Oh, no. So the girl has to move and then she sits on my lap, puts both arms around me and says, Oh my god, I haven't seen you in forever. I need to write you another postcard. And I literally, in that moment, as much as I loved her, I was like, yeah. I ain't gonna get none. Yeah. And <laughs> I just hosted SNL. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> not gonna get nothing. Yeah, none this is like soft. I, yeah, I legit no. I went home solo. <laughs>
1: Jesus. That'd be a great, cra- like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the honor and privilege to work with her on oh, uh, Christopher Guest Mascots. And oh my was,
3: God. Oh, that, that Now I'm jealous because that, that whole group is amazing. They,
1: they, they are. They, yeah. It's, uh, It's, and they all know each other and I was just like in scenes going, all right, don't fuck this up. Like, <laughs> That's don't, what I would have done. Yeah, like don't try to get in the way. Don't try to act like you belong here. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't like punch Fred Willard
3: playfully. Like don't do that
1: shit. But, no, I don't
3: want any props. No props. Yeah, Nothing yeah, yeah. to attract attention. Yeah, but she
1: is, uh, she, she, is, is, like she is like some of her characters, like just twenty four seven. She's oh, very she, she's, she's very like a she's very spiritual, sword,
3: man. Yeah, it's... and
1: she has thoughts about
3: everything, bro. She cleans every hotel room she goes to with Ajax. Before she'll touch anything. Why? Really? Because she's Parker Posey. Yeah. Don't don't ask questions. She just does it.
1: I think just about any action.
3: Luxembourg on a movie just because you know. uh, Why not? Parker Posey
1: does it. It's like maybe I'll get into it. Yeah. Like I I feel (laughs) like I I I feel like just about anything crazy that she does you you'd be like because it's Parker Posey and you'd be like okay that
2: makes and
3: everybody who knows her is like oh yeah yeah
2: (laughs) nobody explains it any further. What was that SNL? Uh, That was when I know you did last summer uh, because after that. That,
3: it was after she saw that,
2: it, okay. I think it was for Down to You. I think it was. For, okay, it was wow. for a mirror match. Harvey just called in a favor, dude. This the only reason I got to host it, dude. They're was people it people so, that were better? I'm sure. They, what was the <laughs> what was the, what was the, uh, the chronological? Or was it what was the first movie that that took things like to the, that was probably I know I know you, I know did, you did I think yeah. Was yeah the one yeah that was when that crush of the I mean. I haven't looked at box office numbers but I remember I went and saw it like 20 times no it so. made,
3: I mean it made over 100 million bucks
2: and that and was
1: you were the <coughs> that, that film was the the second film and that sort of like Scream, like scream, scream came out. I auditioned
3: first. for Scream.
1: Oh, or and Skeet
2: Ulrich. It was me or Skeet. Yeah, and me or Skeet. Another Kevin, film. I'd love to produce. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it was Kevin Williamson in the room, and he wanted me for the role. Yeah, and uh, the late great Wes Craven yeah. mm-hmm. wanted Skeet. Genius. And they t- <laughs> and they t- because he wanted Skeet. You jerk. <laughs> um, and. And I did, and I didn't get the role. And Kevin told me, and I wish he would have told me this before. But he was like, "Yeah, you weren't even going to have to audition for. I know you did. You were getting that part." And I was like, "Motherfucker, I read five times for that <laughs> five, against Jeremy Sisto, man. Like wow. that one was no joke. Time, yeah, I was exactly. mad nervous, man. But I had it in the bag. Jeremy probably was better, but mad nervous Kevin because, my back.
2: because of the Jeremy was a really good actor, and, mm-hmm. and you knew you were going up against him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And he and I respect him a lot. And he had got the clueless role for me and a couple other. It was going to be hear me. No and, shit no wow. he was he was able to apply life experience and that's what acting's all about man it's if you're too scared to to put the shit that you've gone through on camera then you're going to suck. And I sucked for a long time. Like I had to fabricate things that genuinely that I genuinely had, but just didn't know how to get out and how to act. And Sisto was one of those guys that did at an early
2: age. And so I was always nervous going up against him because I knew he was the real deal, but yeah. but being in the room with like producers and direct, like that didn't faze you. No, only if I knew someone was legit.
3: Yeah. Like you get a sense of who's good from acting classes and from auditions. Like you yeah. walk in rooms and you'll see like a group of guys and be like, and I, don't, I don't act anymore, but when I would go out, you'd be like, okay, I got that guy, I got that guy, this guy's good sometimes. That motherfucker doesn't look like me at all, and he's just as good as me, so that's my competition. Because wow, they don't know what they want, of, right? Yeah. But if there's guys that look like you, you can start going, okay, I'm better than him, he's better than me, I saw that scene. Like, you can start figuring out what you need to do to stand out, because the audition performance is never the performance on camera. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just the performance to get you the job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, should that, I lied about crazy? who I was to get auditions? You know what I mean? I said really? it was Ryan Phillippe to get House of guests. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 he was late. <laughs> so I stepped in. He's making money. Don't worry about it. Right. So it's funny because signed. he's on Shooter. We're good. Yeah. That's he's, so he's funny he's because in America, Tony Danza
2: yeah. said he was Mr. T to get the role in Angels in the Outfield. No, sorry. Oh, wait, I was you like, know, I was hold trying up. to piggyback on the joke.
3: I was like, hold up, man, did he say Mr. T?
2: <laughs> wait, and so that's is that do you, you don't know that that's going to be a hundred million dollar movie when you're doing it, do you? Hell no, yeah, you, it's all yeah. a crapshoot. But you know, because it is kind of in the same. I mean, it was Scream, and then you guys, right? So then, like, same. Yeah, but I don't. Similar Scream hadn't come out. Oh, yet. Okay, and oh. so we didn't know that that thing was going to just
3: you know explode, monster, and take the yeah. world by storm. Was, that, I know you did came out. When I was, de- <laughs> I'm not going to tell all this story. All right, okay. Bad, but when Matt Lillard and I were doing Wing Commander, yep, greatest science fiction movie ever made. Absolutely, undisputed. Um, <laughs> Basically, Star Fox without the animals. You better shut. <laughs> no, we
2: had cat people in
3: ours too. Cat, they cat people, yeah.
2: They just looked weird. Dude, I'll <laughs> make some calls, and that ball pit will not happen if you keep this bullshit up, dude. <laughs> I'll just fill it with gummy bears, yeah, like that. Your ass would just bounce right
3: out. <laughs> um, All right, now I want to so, see that. <laughs> so we were out there, and I'm not—I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. We land. Mm-hmm. We go to the movies because we're gonna have jet lags. So we, oh, let's go see what movies are playing. And The Fifth Element was coming out. Nice. We're gonna, we're gonna go see. It's called Les Cinq Elements in Luxembourg. <laughs> okay. Right. So we're going to the theater, and what's opening right next to it? I know what you did last summer. Now. Parker Posey won in Luxembourg, and that's all I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> good, for you, dude. good for you. Yeah, had a damn good time.
3: <laughs> yeah, Europe was great. There it, you bord- go. it borders four countries: Luxembourg, No. and I explored them all. Yeah, okay. And France, Germany, three countries: Brussels
2: and Belgium. Four. Yeah. All right. if, what is the? I mean, aside from just, I mean, but like being in a big movie over there versus here, like similar attention similar or they really it was go still too split. early in my career okay. to compare it to like a scooby gotcha like it was it was too early it was yeah it was a because well, you didn't big, know that was gonna be a big movie
3: no about well, scooby i think everyone knew but yeah. i know what you did you know we we're just glad we were working yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean. Like nobody was like, "Oh, if this makes this, yeah, then we'll do you a." You can't seat. think right It, it was right just right it like, way. "Hey, man, I got to get that next gig." <laughs> and and it was <laughs> that's what your brain is is. It grinding was so on crazy
1: because you guys kind of like you said, <laughs> "Scream" hadn't even come out yet, and then after you two every other weekend was a teen slash it was like Jeepers Creepers and Urban Legend and like all these oh, things yeah, started yeah, yeah. To, like there's this the, whole trend the
3: airplane one
1: yeah uh, Final, Destination. Final Destination all, all those Final yeah. Destination. yeah like that like you guys really just like kicked off that trend
3: Scream gets credit for it but yeah. we were number two to that Fuck yeah. and it was awesome well, Listen, I yeah, love you guys a part of it you guys made it a trend like,
1: yeah, like yeah, Scream, yeah. Scream Scream makes it great it's and right then, to be number
3: guys. two sometimes yeah. <laughs> <It's> alright <laughs> my grandfather's very Italian he said I lost a are you ran track poorly and I lost a race and my grandfather said in America everyone's so obsessed with being number one in Italy we're fine with number seven <laughs> dude what a
2: great quote <laughs> he
0: was just saying that because
2: that's John Elway's number but anyway it? Okay, yeah, maybe he, he liked him, wait being a, is it uh, on a movie that's kind of that uh, intense I mean is it like are you guys joking in between takes or is it like you gotta get in the zone because you on know a horror film yeah, yeah. nah it's not like
3: if you're about to die then you may ask for a moment like if you need to create some emotion Mm -hmm. but between takes it's just like wrestling like when I worked in WWE like we'd work on their shit for as long as their attention span could maintain and after that they just want to talk about whatever sports or girls or movies that I did or whatever you know what I mean (laughs) but for as long as I I had a few of them that would really like settle in and and one of them we made world champion because he was crazier than me and and taking mad weird drugs and stuff i don't mess with all that but
2: mm-hmm. it was his thing and i didn't we just worked with it <laughs> is, is there is there scary acting uh techniques like you know how like in soaps i've heard from my buddies who've done them they're like yeah like they would tell me like when there's a really serious moment in a soap they would uh like pretend they were smelling a fart the then, smell of fart that's yeah. mm-hmm. so they'd go on friends they even did, talked about that yeah yeah yeah, I, I, but I mean, mean, like, is there like if all right if the guy's coming with a knife like do, think of this to I mean no. we're professionals totally yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if they're sending after they're in some it, weird like, acting coach that's like no you know. I mean I've worked with acting
3: coaches my we were talking about that when I came in yeah, um, yeah. I loved my coaches if I was still acting I would still be working with them um they I, I always like getting new ideas stealing yeah. them and having people go oh, that's a great idea yeah. going yes yes that. <laughs> yeah that's called <laughs> the Totoro <tutorial>. yeah <laughs> so yeah man so I was. I was always cool I even had an acting coach On a, on a movie set one time Because One of the producers uh, Thought it would help The actress that I was working with If we had the same coach And so He started working with With her as well And she kept him for like Two or three years after that Oh shit But as far as like Tricks for the wrestlers and stuff I legit would have them do Acting class exercises Like I made really? Seven foot dudes Do repetition <laughs> Repetition is like an old like groundlings exercise yep. where you're locked into what the other person says. So I say, Hey, that's a nice shirt and all you can say is, That's a nice shirt and I said, "That's yeah. a nice shirt." You go, "That's a nice shirt." And you try to explore how many different ways you can say it. And when it's two guys, it always ends up with them yelling, almost in a fight. And if it's right. a guy and a girl, it always ends up with them almost kissing. No matter what, in acting <laughs> class, this is how it worked: a <laughs> yeah. bunch of twenty-year-olds with testosterone and estrogen. Oh, sure, everything, sure. yeah. And it was. It, and
1: then you got it was like an orgy, basically. Yeah. yeah and you uh, got like Randy Orton just going,
3: "That's a nice shirt." No, like, they were. <laughs> they, we. I had to make a rule. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to be funny. I had to make a rule: no hitting. <laughs> they got so close it was Natalia Neidhart who's the daughter of Jimmy and Bill Neidhart yep I know this and Mike the Miz I don't remember his last name I never I just call him Miz yeah and they're cutting the same line on each other and in the middle of it she's had enough and she open hand slaps him (gasps) harder than like pro fighters throw left hooks. And God bless Mike, he took it like a champ. <laughs> and I literally had to jump in there and be like, yo, 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 what are you doing? Are you crazy? You like, hit people? Like, you can't hit. Yeah. And she goes, well, I didn't know what else to do. And I was like, well, you'd never do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, they had a thing called promo class, mm-hmm. which is we call a monologue, yep. they call a promo, right? Like a speech in a movie or yeah. a TV show for those who don't know. And Vince used to teach the class. And he would get up there and, like, talk to the to the wrestler. He's like, you got to give me a little razzle dazzle. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm He's looking. He's going to You could play him in a movie. Bro, yeah. I'm looking at... At other wrestlers that literally look and go, wow, what does Razzle Dazzle mean? Like, they, they have no idea what's going on. So yeah. I spoke with them. I said, hey, man, can you let, let me take over? Like Let me right. help them and, and get them to where you want them. Because I speak a language that's closer to theirs, and they don't know all the terminology you're using. He had two wrestlers go up there. This guy, I, I shouldn't say They won't care. Sheamus and Wade Barrett, Okay, the two pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, boys, you're a dog, and you're a dog now make me want to watch you fight (laughs) (laughs) and both guys are like I mean Seamus is white I can see his organs at this point okay and they're both and Wade Barrett you see his whole forehead just burst in sweat beads and they're dying up there and this is what motivated me talking to Vince right yeah and I'm waiting for the first one to, to mess up. The first one to speak is gonna get slaughtered. Yeah. And they both know it. And at right. one point, Seamus says, not in character, so he's not dead yet. He goes, I think I'm having an alcoholic experience. <laughs> and then they both sink in, and Wade fucks up, and he is a dog. And he mm-hmm. and he barks. He, he just he just goes, Raw! And Vince goes, You're not a real fucking dog. <laughs> God damn it. Talk, make me want to watch you fight. <laughs> and they're bo- now Wade's dead. Like, yeah. he can't, yeah. Yeah. There's he can. no way he can proceed. So you now don't know what all to do go back Sheamus. from dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Seamus still's like, oh, I'm the good old dog. Bro. It just it dies. And so I said, hey, man, let me help these guys out. right? Yeah. So I started talking to them, and they don't know where to begin. So I started saying, hey, find your favorite movie. I gave everybody my email. Send me your favorite movie. I'm going to pick the best monologue out of that movie, and we're going to watch it together, and then I'm gonna break it down the way I think that actor broke it down, the way I would. Yeah, And then you're gonna cut that word for fucking word. And they're like, well, how's that gonna to apply to wrestling? I said, just trust me, just do it. And so I had guys doing Alec Baldwin's speech from Malice, where he's like, you think, wow. oh, you think I have a God complex? I am God. <laughs> and the guys in there cutting it, Paul the Big Show, White, yeah, did uh, Christopher Christopher speech from Pulp Fiction, and he cut it to Hornswoggle. Yet. Looked him dead wow. in the eye and That's he was like a and guy I, up to Well, and he, I held this he, watch
1: in my ass. And I had another class. He didn't look him dead in the eye because Big Show seven foot seven. No, he said you know, yeah. <laughs> He, 14, sat, he sat okay. down. just like <laughs> to He
3: said, he sat low. He <laughs> okay. sat low. Yeah. yeah. Tipped the head to the side. <laughs> he he going to work that night because it's a long monologue. Um, I had another class right after that where one of the younger wrestlers came in and did the same speech, but he did like a Christopher Walken voice.
1: So he's doing the the whole And I wasn't gonna
3: stop him, I'm letting him do it, and he's like, and I held this. watch, and and finally one (laughs) of the guys goes, why are you doing a Christopher Walken voice? (laughs) And I swear to God, this wrestler I won't throw under the bus, he goes, Because he fucking does it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just shake my head. It was some of my best times working there. Oh but it my was God. crazy well, as cat shit. What a
2: crazy, uh, what a great uh, just idea and thing to like. I would never pull. trade it for anything in the world. Yeah. We okay. almost made a show of it on, on
3: Comedy it Central. It sounds like something that everyone would want to watch. Where you would never see a wrestling match. No. Yeah. You would only just see the behind the scenes stuff. me trying to deal with this crazy shit. And help I mean, people I feel like there's almost. always going to be. Bro, I Marlon brando it with one guy. And put the earpiece in his ear, and I cut the lines oh, dude, that, like off stage, from backstage. super loud, yeah. so he could hear it, and yeah. we totally pulled his name, I don't know how i say this, but he crushed it. Wow. He did better
1: than me. <laughs> well, that, and that, like, he, he's listening to you, so there's probably those dramatic pauses that wouldn't be there than otherwise. But you have to be
3: careful with your pauses, because yeah. in the WWE, if they think you're looking for your line, they start that Steve Austin shit, that oh, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. After yeah. every sentence. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have to trick him. You have to find your pauses in the middle of a sentence, like the way Gary Oldman does he was yeah. always a master yeah. of that. He'd be like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to. And then say whatever the rest of the line was. But whatever he did in yeah. that moment, you'd
2: always be like, you can't say what? Because you're just like, what the yeah. fuck is this
3: crazy guy thing?
2: Are there are there people that you, I mean, you've gotten to work with so many dull people. Like, and it seems like, like you said, being a sponge, like you soak up. Like, are you being very self-aware when you're working with somebody of like taking a trick or asking for advice from from an elder statesman that you're like, oh shit, like. At, like, at the, like before the shoot ends I want to make a point to like just is there any nugget I can take away from this that I'm not going to just pick up on my own you know I was mentored at a young age yeah so I'm very susceptible to that and people
3: who want to teach pick up on that and most people my age back then in your early 20s were what my uncle would call the knowingest dog on the block meaning you can't tell them anything yeah mm-hmm. they'd be the the guy or the girl when the director's giving them a note they're saying yes and nodding their head before the director's done which is right. like okay, so in this scene, I need a little more emotion from yeah, yeah, no, I totally got it, I got it, I totally got it. And The director was like, "Motherfucker, I didn't say yeah. what I need from you," wow. but that happens all the time. It yep, happens sure. in life too. Yep, it, sure. it, it just does. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah, you totally got it. You got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when yeah. some of the old timers or even some of my younger peers um, saw somebody who was willing to to play with that, and I was a bit more egoless about it just because I got beat up so much for martial arts, it just sort of takes the ego out of the equation. It really humbles you if you take it up as a kid. Um, That I learned a lot. Like Peter Falk was a mentor to me for a good decade. Kathy Baker was, well, from picket fences um not kathy bates yep. yeah. um was a mentor to me for a good two or three years after to jillian on her 37th birthday she would help me with auditions she was the one who taught me that you're gonna go in a room remember who comes out with their head down and recognize that behavior and know that their confidence is bad going in and that'll make your confidence better little little freddie jeez you, you know what i'm saying like so so she was like telling you to like take their like uh, she's like look i've suffered through pilot season for 20 years for two decades i want you to suffer a little you're gonna suffer because pilot season sucks for everyone but suffer less than me and i'm always gonna if somebody's gonna teach me something i'm gonna take it man i uh, heard crazy i mean look my dad good or bad i've met some when i met joanna Kurt. like look anytime i meet someone who knew my father Mm -hmm. if i know right away a if they knew him and were professional with him or if they did drugs with him based on the way they wow. say hi to me, right? Like when Richard yeah. Belzer said hi, or when, uh, when David Brenner said hi to me, I knew they did drugs together. Because oh, really? I, you can just tell, when it's an old school actress who loved him, I know it, and if they slept with him, I know it. Because it's all about the hi, right? Like when I met Pam wow. Greer, it was oh hi. <laughs> when I met Rachel Ward, it was, oh, hi. Raquel Welsh. Oh, hello. Wow. Joanna Kearns. From Growing Pains? Yes. She and The am, mom in Growing Pains. Get this. She won't mind that I told this story. She's a nice lady. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a pilot that didn't get picked up, and she played the mom on it, and I was like the guy, her daughter was was dating or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And I go in the makeup trailer, and it's just her. And I see she's getting done up, and I'm going in there to get touched up after lunch, and uh, I walk in and I see her look, and she double takes, and mm. right away I'm like, what? "There's no way," and I already get the vibe. I'm like, "There's no way the mom from Growing Pains <laughs> slept with my dad because she wasn't <laughs> rocking it back then." There's right. no way, I, and I'm I'm convincing myself. And she says, "Are you Freddie Prince Jr.?" I say, "Yeah," and she goes, "Oh, I knew your father." And I literally was like,
0: "Oh," father?
1: <laughs>
3: she goes, "And by the and by the way," and you're like, "For, what? for real?" She goes. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, do you mind if I tell you a story? I really, I really loved your dad. I go, you're like, I go, like, I love that story. But... <laughs> I go, yeah, sure. I go, tell me. I, I've yeah. Yeah. dealt with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. My mom hasn't, but I've dealt with sure. it. Sure. So she goes, well, I was at dinner. She goes, I was a dancer. So she wasn't acting yet. She was gotcha, a dancer okay. back then. So, you know, the legs were nice. And she goes, <laughs> uh, my dad was a leg man. She, uh, she goes, so I was a dancer and your dad took me and Pam out on a date. So, right there, oh. I'm like, all right, I can't really be mad at mad at that. Seventies, uh. and he's going out with both y'all, and they went to a restaurant. And she said, Richard, and he called the restaurant and invited Freddie over. He said he was having a party, but he really just wanted you know Pam to get over there. Yeah. And right. Freddie said, Hey, girls, do you want to you want to head over to to Richard's? And my dad had a, a metallic blue Corvette Stingray, which he always drove, um, but it's a two seater. So Joanne sat on Pam's lap in Holy the Stingray, God. and okay. they drive to Richard Pryor's house. They get there. There's nobody there. Richard got a hold of a tape that my dad did for the Playboy Radio Comedy Hour back in the 70s. Yeah. And that's where my dad would try stuff out. A lot of Byron Allen's jokes. That, that my dad would buy, would buy some jokes from Byron sometimes. No kidding. Wow. When I met him, he was like, yeah, he goes, your dad would always try my stuff out, and if it didn't work, he'd be like, that joke sucks, I'm not paying for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, shit. So, uh, so he didn't like that bit, and Richard got it and started mm-hmm. playing it for Pam. And was like, "Motherfucker, you ain't shit. You ain't funny. See that shit." And, and Joanne goes, "Your dad got so mad, he jumped over the coffee table and punched Richard, and knocked Richard over the couch. Took Pam, and bounced, but left Joanne." <laughs> and I go, "Wait, what? What did you? What did you do?" She goes, "Well, I, I got Richard a towel. He cussed a lot. He called a cab, and I went home." <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so, incredible. You know, all these people... I would never think... A ...paint a, a very human but extraordinary picture yeah. of a man that I never knew as a kid.
1: But now, I, I, I'm sure that through all these stories, you probably think to yourself, like, you know
3: you know your dad. To a degree. Yeah. yeah. They're all the I have to steal. Right. But at a certain point, you make them your own, just like good ideas from other people. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
2: how, how... I mean, do you ever think about trying to... Um, I don't know... It, uh, Take all these like stories and memories and put them into something that's
3: I've thought about it a few concrete. times I did mm. a I did a cookbook where I added a story with every recipe as it sort of pertained to it nice and, and a handful of them are in there um, what's you know, cookbook uh, called it's called back to the kitchen um, it's I mean it's real easy it's for people who don't really cook to, to learn how to cook my mom was a chef she taught me everything i know i went to the culinary institute i dropped out because i got Damn. my first movie and was well. like peace
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, i know what i'm doing this summer yeah, yeah. Yo, know, per uh, diem was 400 yeah. a week i was like what <laughs> oh, i don't even shit.
3: know what that is but it's tax free i in." Yeah. what
2: you, would you oh, cook a go go lot what
3: would you like Go! i can thing? cook anything but a time at a time yeah now i cook a lot healthier because i'm in my 40s i got kids things yeah. like that but do you do you do the cooking in your house most of it my yeah. wife does the baking she has an awesome company called Foodsters they've been been on CNN and Bloomberg a ton cuz oh, the business is growing like crazy. It's what basically it? Betty Crocker, but you can, your kids can pronounce all the ingredients on the back. Everything's natural. Okay. It's already made. It's done for you. You don't have to measure anything. Wow. It's all good and super simple. But, dope. But yeah, so foodsters.com where do they foodsters.com you can go to and you can order anything you want, but I would recommend you get the chocolate chip cookie first because it's the best damn cookie on earth. Is it? Awesome. I'm telling you man and I,
2: I, that's like my
3: I, they went through like 12 versions of it before they had one you where i was all, like huh? oh yeah man was, <laughs> a she, great my wife's gig. hard on me man i'm hard yeah. on her too so when it's it didn't taste right i was like hey people like sugar like because it tastes good it's, it's, it tastes good so
1: right and, but b- and by the way not to not, not to skip over that uh, you guys have been together now for what, 15
3: years 16 years uh more than that married that long and yeah come our anniversary is just coming up but we've been together almost 18 years
1: and by the way in Hollywood that's anywhere that's lifetimes
3: yeah man like like we were ready though how did you you manage that's that we were just friends yeah yeah we were friends for a long time um, for two three years yeah before we were ever on a date and it was an accident like our friends stood us up it was a threesome it became a twosome we ate some sushi and at the end of dinner we took a walk and it was a walk and yeah. you know what I mean? Where all of a sudden, like, it got quiet and nobody could make conversation. Whoa. And I was like, holy crap. I, Okay, I like this girl. I didn't know I liked her, but I like this yeah. girl. And uh, we've been dating ever since. <laughs> and, dude, how,
1: that's how like you guys, the sweetest story. How have you guys a- avoided the things that uh, make Hollywood couples fail? Like uh, scheduling? And- I just think a lot of people aren't ready.
3: to um, <laughs> fall in love it's hard to sacrifice for marriage. And that's what marriage is all about. You know, acting is a selfish job by nature. And I don't mean selfish is a bad thing. Artists have to be selfish in order to be great. They have to be obsessive. And that requires time away from their loved ones, time away from people who need them to be great. And I think that's why you see so many artists or athletes relationships fail or relationships in general, because Mm -hmm. a lot of success requires independence and and solitude and time to obsess on something and think about it more than the other person did so that you accomplish your goal while they don't so it's tough man we made a lot of a lot of rules that we stuck by where we wouldn't work at the same time Mm -hmm. um we always we always kept that rule true and then once i decided to retire it got simple because sure then it was i was home so you're, (laughs) you're i mean you're yeah what is it when did that happen why A long time ago, man. Getting closer to a decade now. I felt like I did everything I wanted to do um, for my father. And once I did that, we had our our first baby, my daughter Charlotte. She's almost two years old now. Awesome. And uh, I was done. Like. It was easy. When yeah. You know you're done. It's easy. Yeah. Wishy washy about it. that's when it's a tricky thing. But I knew I did everything I wanted to accomplish. It and was the yeah. birth of
2: your daughter, or was it like one job that you were like, yeah, that after wasn't. my
3: sitcom, I knew I was done. I took a few jobs after that yeah. because mm-hmm. they pay great. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, I <laughs> yeah. feel bad saying that, but it's hard to Come say on, no man. when yeah. people are like, sure. we're going to pay you X amount of dollars for two months in Canada. And you're just like, yeah,
2: yeah all right. Okay, yeah, 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 that's it. college. And then, but after yeah. like
3: two or three of those, you don't you start to question like my like richard Pryor said my greed is good yeah like mm-hmm. it's a close second <laughs> but my self-respect's just a little bit higher yeah so eventually it was like "Yo, i don't we got enough money we're good so that was Fuck. that. Was, uh, do you miss yeah. uh, any i miss wwe i yeah. don't miss i don't because well, that, that probably anymore. didn't even
1: like it, it was work but that was a it was hard that, that was, was a
3: hard yeah. ass job man vince is no joke he grinds man he yeah. grinds. And I got that kush. Like, I was flying on the jet with him to every live show. I took the the train from my apartment in Manhattan to Stanford, Connecticut every nice. fucking day. I wow. pitched him storylines. I pitched him characters getting titles, mm-hmm. bringing up, you know, people from, they called it FCW back then. It's called NXT now. Yeah, I was, I, The Bella Twins were going to quit. They were going to leave the business because they were still in the farm system. I'm like, yo, you all got hot mexican twins you ain't putting them on tv <laughs> i was like give them to me i'll write that's, for them. yeah that's a whole nobody, that's nobody the whole want, category on Pornhub. I'm telling on. You, nobody wanted to write for the girls so i was like yo give me the divas division and so i <laughs> yeah. started with them and started doing good stuff and now and the divas division
1: another, is like yo legit
3: and i had nothing to do with that like yeah. now they have girls that are so good they get longer segments than the guys and yeah. they get higher ratings than the guys they do. now that's Awesome, They're like, but, but I didn't get to some do of that. the. Tra- I got the three minute sh- matches. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now they got thirty. Yeah, is is the uh, Prince and the Wolf podcast? Is that, uh, is that where you get like? I'm, because you're such a, I don't know, man. You got so many ideas, stories. Like you're such obviously a, a naturally creative, like thoughts always. So I feel like the podcast. I know it is for Brad and I, like a great outlet for. I feel like we're really similar he doesn't just talk about whatever like yep. you have things you want to talk about
3: but if it spins off you don't care right. you're both confident yeah. you can just go with it you can talk and that's kind of how Josh is I, mean, I did like a bunch of podcasts about a, a year ago and I knew I wanted to do one on the regular and every time I would do when somebody would be like, hey man, you wanna do a podcast together? You got some great stories. And I, I know I can tell good stories. I, I know the whole philosophy of storytellers, chop no wood, like I believe in that philosophy. But I will <laughs> compliment, but, but also I will
2: compliment dude. you because it's easier said than done, dude. Yeah. And like, you're here's why, to me a great storyteller, um, first of all has like good delivery, does the voices. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> you just like voices. Dude, yeah, I, I love grew voices. up loving him. Dude. Mel Blank's like my hero. Uh,
3: me too. Dude. I do Mark Hamill's Joker voice to Mark Hamill. Okay, well, now I have to hear the Joker oh, voice. Oh, my
2: God.
1: Because that's one of the greatest voices in all voiceovers. I mean, it's not as good as his. But well, obviously, he's the he's the
3: guy. All right, so let's do the uh,
2: Joker at Burger King ordering uh, <laughs> ordering at the drive-thru. I'll right. be the drive-thru, right?
3: To, to establish the voice, I always have to do a line first okay. so I can hear it, and then I can try it. Okay. it always, it's always the same line. It mm-hmm. goes, you killed Captain Clown. <laughs> you killed Captain Clown. All right, I'd like a Whopper with cheese. <laughs> French fries. And Harley, what would you like, dear? Oh, that sounds fantastic. So I'll do that to Hamill and he'll get so high. Oh, he that's hates, so great. He hates it. I mean, yeah. But it's, it's all Star Wars. That, but, that's but,
1: that's insane. Oh, yeah, because he works on the show as well, right? He,
3: well, we met at a con and just kind of broed out. And about a decade before that, I had written this weird sci-fi script that he actually was going to do. But it got budgeted so high that there was no way we could pull it off. Wing Commander Two? it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and so we just kind of broke out. And so every yeah. once in a while, I'll send him some Joker hate. Oh, that's because Com- it's all love. Comic is crazy, it, yeah. you know, for the show. We this was at Star Wars Celebration, so it was even more hardcore. It was oh, in Orlando, geez. and since Disney bought it, they're going to exploit it for all it's worth. So they had almost every actor from every movie ever. How right? fun, We're all fun is that, dude? Taking photos and seeing people in full cosplay of my character who's just a cartoon character not even luke fucking skywalker and dudes be like hey man what do you think of my canaan cosplay and i'd be like genuinely jealous Yeah, (laughs) i I go sell for him i'm like oh yeah it's nice man i really respect that but inside i'm like damn dude you're like i just get to do the voice i don't get
1: to wear that
3: man yeah that's i voice is just the video game guy
2: voice have you been to the
3: ranch the star oh yeah we went for christmas bro my kids got to watch rogue one on the george lucas movie screen that's
2: Dude, dad of the year. check this out. Tell them that every year for their birthday. Dude, I can't can't top it.
3: Right. Here's how sick this is. We go there. There's no one there. Because it's Christmas, Mm -hmm. right? Who wants to go there at Christmas? Me, because I'm a big nerd, right? (laughs) My daughter's seen every Clone Wars cartoon episode ever. Like, she's a big nerd. She's into it, too. When they brought us into the Lucas house on the chessboard, they have all these, like, random characters, right? These, like, these Twilight Jedi named, like, uh, Sakura and all these people you've never heard of. And my daughter's, bam, bam, naming them all to where the tour guide's, like, Oh, that's her name. Like they didn't—they didn't, they didn't oh, even know. Geez. So my my kids She's are in She's correcting the tour guide for real. Oh I'm my in, god! I'm in heaven. We're looking at like Norman Rockwells that he just has on display there, yeah, which is kind of—I'm not a Rockwell guy, but I respect art, right? Yeah, so sure. I'm like, this is cool. And then it's the grounds that are amazing. So I'm an early riser. I surf. I surf this morning. Um, I, my daughter's an early riser. My son sleeps late. My wife sleeps late. She wakes up early with an alarm. I get up. I thought my, you're up. I'm up. My yeah. daughter, daughter, always up. So it was winter. And every morning we would go out like onto the grounds, it's just in like the mountains basically, in these like fields and meadows everywhere. And it was cold, the grass was still frozen, and we could feel the grass crunching underneath our feet as we would sort of walk towards the sun. The sun would come up over the mountain, right? Jeez. And there was this big rock that we would walk to every day. And every day she would make me tell her this. She makes me make up stories, right? So I made up this story for her that she loved. Um, the girl's name was uh, Hiroko and her father was a shogun and she wanted to train with the sword but girls aren't allowed to train with swords so she would hide in the woods and she would watch the master samurai teach the young warriors and she grabbed a stick and she would do all the moves so she could be great too and then one day when she and every day the story gets long, I have to expand on it, right? One day she goes in the woods to her spot and she finds a wooden sword they're laying for and she doesn't know who brought it but she practices anyway and as the story progresses obviously it's her father who brought it Yeah, yeah, yeah. and eventually her father dies, and she has to avenge her dad, and it becomes this whole like this is like a whole improv exercise for you. She makes me do this all the time. So while we would walk, we would get to this giant rock, and we would climb up on the rock and we would both sit there and we would wait for the sun to come up and that would be the thing that kind of warmed us up and it took about 25 minutes, the whole walk and, and journey there. And that's when like the chapter would end basically. Mm-hmm. We stayed there for a week and we would walk back, bring some coffee for the wife, we'd make breakfast and just do it. And nobody was there, man. It felt like
2: our house, man. I was like, wow. I got to feel
3: like George Lucas. <laughs> is it is it just epic?
2: Is it like just the
3: most it's amazing? Mass? Yeah, man. it's absolutely amazing. Like, I, and for a kid who grew up on it, like I grew up on cable, that actually, your, your remote control had a cable. And HBO, like, you could <laughs> watch that. in black and white, but with no sound if you pushed two buttons. Or you could get no picture, but sound if you pushed another two buttons. Yeah. And that was the first two ways I watched and heard Star Wars. <laughs> oh my God. So, like, I've
2: always loved it and had this yeah. passion for it. So, when it. you got involved, you we were just, like, I mean, that's like, exactly. is that one of the coolest? Like, because also knowing that your kids get to, like, partake in the fun.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's that's why. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know it was a Star Wars audition. My my agent was like my voiceover agent, um, that done like some voices for commercials and video games and stuff like Hell that. Yeah. She said, Hey, there's a, a cartoon that you need to read for. It. I can't tell you what it's called or she goes, I, I can't tell you what it's about, but it's called the Wolf Pack. I'm like, That sounds really stupid. <laughs>
2: And she goes, no, 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 you need to go. You need it is. Go. It's about Josh Wolf's six pack, six pack. But it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's it's, 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 it's it's like almost yeah. an eight pack. Yeah, it's like dude. a seven pack, I know, dude. It's the Wolf's It's nice. inspiring.
3: Um, we have pro wrestling characters, by the way. Did he tell you? No. Dude, watch him on Instagram. He freaks out that I work for Vince Wait, McMahon. It's the, the, um, the producer. Yeah. that's. Yeah. Right. And mine is Sorry. Alexander Slamilton, Big <laughs> <laughs> Al Slamilton. And we're doing promo offs and I'm going to have Jericho judge us. Yes. And, and this other guy, Dolph Ziggler. And Big then we're going to create our characters on WWE, the wrestling video game, and we're going to have a fucking wrestle-off on Twitch TV. Oh, oh go. my God. Because well, he's like, I can't Prince. believe you worked there. So he was like, I'm creating a wrestler, and you are too, and we're going to talk shit to each other, and then we're going to wrestle them. <laughs> Is the
2: uh, so, so is the podcast going to slowly transition to Twitch stuff? Or We'll do still... live podcasts okay, cool. on Twitch once Dope. in a
3: while, but we like kind of... Not having a camera on us all the time, When
2: yeah, we yeah. do, because Josh is crazy. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you guys are so. I mean, like, you know, I've Got, just gotten to know him the past couple of years for days. But you guys are like two of the best conversationalists, and like, yes, Anders, which is like, dude, there's a lot of duo podcasts where it's just like. And you figure out your roles in, in. Absolutely. Which is great. Like, it took Brad and I, like, uh, I'd say maybe at least a couple of years, uh, hundreds of episodes to really, like, go, oh, cool, and figure out the dynamic and, right. like, timing. W- and just f- being able to finish each other's sentences, but knowing when to interject without even thinking about That's it. That's crazy mm-hmm. is when you, when you finish each other's sentence. Josh yeah. and I aren't there yet. You'll get there.
3: But and it's kind of freaky when it happens. He and I, it's funny because no matter what, except one time, we end up in the exact same place. But the way we approach it is completely different, yeah. and that's what I like most about it. Because he is yeah, stone ass crazy
2: and yeah, yeah. stone ass stone and stone ass stone all the time. God bless God him. God bless him.
3: And you know, best. I come at it. He'll say more like little Buddha, right? Yeah. And he goes, but you're a funny little Buddha, but it's way Buddha. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of how we approach everything. But the guy's so selfless. He's to- raised. He's raised amazing children. One of them mm-hmm. serves in the military. To be so selfish like, like he's that, a good dude, and man. to like yeah.
2: makes the the strides, and to be so um, you know uh, just and his confidence on stage is ridiculous dude yeah to be yeah. so great in, in his space and what he does and then to be like so normal I mean it's like dude you're the same way it's like I you know
3: we get I'm telling you, people always think we've known each other forever and we've known each did other did you just because that podcast started just like dog, not I, even a year ago I did his podcast it was
2: the last one I did fairly normal and yeah fairly normal podcast is that still going Cause, yeah because him and I had a good call and that retired <laughs> we can talk about that. He's not there. bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> only, only, only the thing about me out is that I just loved. To, you know, it was like a yeah, uh, hang out him. with him. That's yeah, awesome. dude, I it's miss like, him too. It's the thing where it's like you know, we're all so busy and it's like an extra, I mean, that's why I love, like, I'll see Brad three, four times a week sometimes, and it's like, and we hang out outside, but it's like, sometimes you have that to to instigate a hang, you know? He
3: travels, you know, for the comedy, so it's tough. Like, we'll record two in a row sometimes, and I won't see him for two weeks, and it feels weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talk about so much stuff openly, but when when I went and did his podcast, I left, and I'm telling you, man, in my brain, I said, he's gonna text me, (laughs) he's gonna ask me to do a podcast with him, and I'm gonna say yes, because, it just everything, like he and yeah. I, I mean, when it was from Jump Street, he said, are you ready? I was like, yeah, right. He turned it on and then click, boom, done. Wow. And I just knew it, and sure as shit, by the time I got in my car, just walking from his house, you know where he lives, yeah, to my car, I got in the car, he texted me, I was like, hey man, would you ever consider doing a podcast again? I wrote back, I was like, yep that was it wow had like, you ever even thought
2: about that and you i had been you said you about retired
3: it. so like i mean but that's not that's not yeah. work i'm laughing at josh's jokes for an hour yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And he's funny so yeah but it's still like a <laughs> commitment it's still like something that it's a take, commitment yeah. but i want my kids to see me do stuff i love yeah. they, they see me i have some sneaky things i'm i'm working on right now some stuff that that i need like funny people for so we'll all do something Are you jamming with
2: that. my boy kp right now yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah you know KP. yeah oh real well so, yeah, yeah we're, we're working on something sneaky right oh. now and it's got room for comedians and pro wrestlers and, Fuck. and anybody and pro wrestlers
1: was... that know comedians and yeah. and comedians that have had one professional match at the <laughs> oc fair not
3: pointing fingers everyone at this table <laughs> is basically <laughs> equipped That's for dope. uh for a little kp
2: love i love that <laughs> um i do want to uh, so i mean you can do like 10 more minutes 10 more yeah. minutes all right cool um I want to know: Did you have any baseball experience before summer catch? I had little league baseball experience. Great, um, I could never hit a lick.
3: Uh, I could only throw. And then when they hired me for the movie, well, the first time they hired me, I remember Harvey Weinstein said they're going to offer you half of what you're going to get. Walk. I said, Really? Oh. I said, Okay. Wow. And sure shit, they offered me half of what we thought we were going to get, and mm-hmm. I walked. And they hired another actor who couldn't play and the director was like look man I'm not doing it." Mike Tolan is a huge baseball guy like he's mm-hmm. done documentaries about baseball you know, like Friends with Hank Aaron like he loves Jeez. baseball oh my God. and he's done other baseball movies better yeah. ones than Summer Catch and uh, that was his first one and uh, so they came back and, and paid your man what he was worth and I went in there, and they introduced me to the to a pitching uh, instructor for the Colorado Rockies. So the joke was, "Dog, you're teaching the Rockies pitchers, <laughs> 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 motherfuckers. They give more home runs. Than a yeah, run yeah, yeah, yeah. Do which you always know, go well, They're they're fine on the road. Yeah. <laughs> um Field. He was a great guy, and he really worked on my mechanics. And then um, I got to work with this guy who used to pitch for the Pirates. His name's Bud um and he really kind of refined everything and back in the day it's so weird saying that but back in the day you were given weeks sometimes mm-hmm. months to rehearse and prepare for a role and all the actors did it for free so long as the lead actor said it was for free and i always right. did that shit for free because it set a precedent and it made sure all the other sure. actors were like hey let's fucking be a team and let's do this good move no mm-hmm. do the bullshit right yeah, make good, make happened a couple film. times and i just i don't have time for that shit so it was, everybody in the movie was there with the same coaches, we were all working hard. Matt was learning how to hit. Wilmer was learning how to field. Uh, chase was learning how to chase, legit, like <laughs> run down fly balls. Is so, it right. fun or is it like it's intense? It's fun, it's a blast, man, but it's tough because you don't want to look like a dick, right?
1: Well, that and like the worst, I, I, I hate like watching a golf movie where it shows a guys swing and it's just fucking awful. That like, would have in a like, golf movie that sure. w- Yeah, that would have topped <laughs> the ball. Or boxing. Well,
3: boxing is the worst. Yeah, because boxing's,
1: boxing's so the worst. much technique and when you see that guys just flat out don't have it, you're like, no, that's not what would happen there. Yeah, like the boxing in Creed,
3: I like the boxing
2: in yeah. Southpaw was stiff and yeah. rigid. Well, also like Airbud like 7. <laughs> Airbud Air 7. <laughs> 7. Like, I didn't believe the dog knew how to play soccer and I'm sorry. Like, I just... Did I've they se- get to 7? I think they did. I know, did we they always always that? make jokes about it. I feel like there's a... Or, people we shit go. on that
3: dog, man. That dog never did nothing that to dog Nolan. That works so Shit fucking on the hard. producers. Yeah, dude.
2: <laughs> I'll find out one second. Wait, wait. wait here's talking about it. All right. How many do we all think? I'm going to say...
3: It can't be more than... Four. No, there probably is more than seven. Dude, Whoa. there's a lot of sports Whoa. out there. I'm going to say 10. There's 10 of Did them. Did it get to pickleball? We don't know. <laughs> no. I know. Airbutt, Chinese I checkers. I know. He's, I playing that. That. he's playing in Ice Cube's three <laughs> three right. League now. Dude, okay. do you love that? I do, bro. it sucks yeah. seeing an old guy get hurt every game. I know. Yeah. Dude. That's the one that makes me feel. Old. I love Rappaport. Uh, I love how involved do, he is too. with him. It's
2: kind of like. I love
3: that he's basically his character from True Romance. Yes. In that for their league, yes, not in real life, but in that league, he yes. literally was like I got this and fucking Floyd, like he dude, literally yeah. is the character. Doctor J, Doctor J, Dr. and the J. old fucking old
1: keeper. Let him in the garden, like it's, <laughs> dude. But yeah, it's a it's little. It's gonna blow your mind how many Airbud movies. I'm there gonna were. say, guess what? So you said not over more than under, four, over under ten. I'm gonna say. yeah. He said ten, so you're gonna.
2: Prices right, them. You're gonna go nine. I'm on one dollar. Oh, yeah. them. Uh,
3: don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. It's probably
2: more. No, I think it's uh, my initial uh, uh, number that I wanted to say was 14. Wow, La- oh, right. ladies and gentlemen. There
1: are 14 air bud movies. Get that. No, Jude, no, there's oh. not. Yes, there's 14. Including five in the Airbud series, seven in the Air Buddies series. That that was the puppies, and then two Christmas spinoffs.
3: I'm taking the Air Buddies out, <laughs>
2: out. And I did just say Airbud <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> specials. I don't have time for because I'm Jewish. Spinoffs are out. Yeah. Man. Okay.
3: Spinoffs are five. Count man. Five. So out have the spinoffs. I'm not letting that count. Although I'd let Rogue One count. <laughs> so but for a
2: moment, let's count. you know. Let's Air Air keep,
3: you know. Airbud. Air Golden Receiver. Airbud World
1: Pup. Airbud. Seventh inning fetch. Oh, I'm the puns get better. How air many air buds have there been? Uh, air buds spikes back. There was uh, one dog. Did all of the actual air. You
2: Bud needed calls. the guy who came up with this t- these no titles way. for Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are dicks. Uh, no, dude. Uh, Wait. Freddy, so
1: he's a Puerto can
3: Can oh. <laughs> No, that's how they were nice. like One of them. One of theirs was. Hey, that's my foot. <laughs> 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 Legit.
2: Hey, Shut up, dude. Hey, that's my Wait, foot. What? Yeah.
3: Hey, that's my foot we're gonna need a bigger couch oh. um I'm telling you ten G's ten <laughs> G's to just put fucking words on a piece of paper that have no relevance to like, anything that this, we pitched them this is like a bad
1: uh like game of boggle where you just have like that many words you're like well put them all together let's make a show <laughs> title
2: out of it yeah well, that's, so did that's you insane. did you did you find did, at the end of it did you feel like oh shit because i mean you looked like you you know were oh, a legit baseball player so oh oh yeah baseball yeah. um so they taught me very
3: very well there were a ton of minor league dudes um this big ass pitcher I tried to stand in the batting box. He was a AAA pitcher. His name was Heath, He's 6'4", 230, mm-hmm. big boy. He wasn't good enough to play pro, so yeah. he was with us. And I said, hey, man, let me stand in the box, man. Let me, let me get a rock off you. And he goes, okay, 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 big southern boy. He stands up on the mound. I stand in there. I'm not joking. It looked, when it came out of his hand, mm-hmm. like a tic-tac, okay? It, lo- <laughs> yeah. it was so fast, okay? He throws 90 and isn't it good enough? Yeah, I literally didn't have time to swing. Yeah, I, li- I just looked at it for, for and was just like I, I'm I'm still not ready to swing, and I'm yeah. talking about the pitch. <laughs> 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 like it was so I would learn little things here and there, and then we had like. My arm got real wore out. I had to throw like 120 pitches one day and like 100 the very next. Jesus. And it just kind yeah, of my like shoulder. Major
1: league pitchers at least four days They get rest, a little bit of there's rest. A reason for Some that. guys
3: don't. Randy Johnson's like, fuck it. I'll yeah, do it. Fucking yeah. But uh, gift. so I went, I had a couple months off and then we shot the pro segment of it, which was me versus Griff. So we're at Synergy Field, which is no longer there. Yeah. Rest in peace, Synergy Field. Yeah. And I see Mike Lieberthal show up, he's gonna catch for me. Wow. And so I'm like, oh shit, man. Are you a baseball fan? I was, yeah. just all, like, I was you're a bad boy for the Albuquerque Dukes, man. Like, what? that was the farm club for the Dodgers. Yes. I used to hand Eric Karros' bat. Like, oh no, shit. shit. So I love baseball, man. I would yeah. go, my agent, uh, he used to be married to Reardon's daughter, and they had a big connection. Jeff Reardon to uh, Richard Reardon the mayor, right? The mayor. Yeah. And Jeff Reardon is a
2: baseball player, by the way. That's a deep cut. No, <laughs> okay.
3: this was he had connections to the Dodgers through ownership. Okay. Yeah. And we used to take the jet to Vero Beach, and I would, you know, get Vince Scully for four and a half hours to myself on a plane. Jeez. Not to myself, but why didn't you I didn't open with that talk. story? That's why well, I didn't know you were a big baseball. I mean, nerd. Vince Scully.
1: I grew up in Los Angeles, so Vince. I was the born. Of I was childhood. born in Cedars. I was born. Yeah. Down the Road. Man. Four
3: hours. <laughs> it's on. time for Freddie Prince Jr.
2: <laughs> He was the oh, sweetest, sweetest, sweetest. I'm sure I drove him nuts, but they always no they way. Always I radio. bet if I bet if you were asking him baseball questions, he's he, he'd talk about anything.
3: Yeah. He could ask for advice and anything, and he was always really kind and would remember things. But anyway, uh, we get there. Doug Glanville comes out. He's super, super polite. He, I'm still friends with Doug today. Dope. Um, when I host ESPN Radio, sometimes he always will call in for me. He's always a cool dude. Isn't he? Does baseball uh, MLB baseball? Yeah. Play. There you go. Uh Center fielder for the Cubs, Phillies, a few other yeah. teams. And uh, and then I see him come out. And it's Griff Jr. And I'm literally just sitting there. And what Whoa. did you think when they told you, hey, he's going to be in? Like, <laughs> talking about different guys, like Frank yeah. Thomas, this, that. And when they all said the biggies, Jr., dude. I literally was just like, dang, bro. Sweetest swing in history. And so we fly out. We fly to Ohio. And mm-hmm. we're there. And I see all the pigs on the street corners. I don't know why they have pigs on all the street corners. Some are from Cincinnati. Let me know. Um <laughs> They can do. They got pig sculptures yeah. everywhere. And uh so we're there and this place isn't, isn't there anymore, but in right center, it used to say, uh, welcome to synergy field. And we go in there and I throw my, I, I meet, uh, Kenny super nice. I meet his dad, super nice. And so my first pitch, I'm just going to throw everything down the middle and he's supposed to hit a home run. And it's like, you're welcome to the bigs rookie. Mm. And, uh, my first pitch I'm like man I'm going to throw a fucking change up on this mouth. What? <laughs> yeah. That's man that's my one yeah, shot. Yeah yeah. So I grow fighting man. I yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah. to yes. challenge guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get a, get a strike on Griffey that's a story for life. Yeah. yeah. So I I only know how to throw a circle change. And so I grab for a change up. The other change up doesn't it, it doesn't move um so i throw the circle change he sees it a mile away and just looks at right and it just Lieberthal catches it like down by his foot yeah he just looks at me goes you gonna throw the ball or what and now i know it's (laughs) game over so now i'm sitting there i'm like man i just played myself dude like i should have just thrown my (laughs) 84 mile an hour heat and just taken my 84 then i couldn't throw that now i was in my 20s still dude for months to get that so Whatever. That's a major league speed. We'll see if I could do that for more than an inning. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm there, and I'm like, all right, just take it, dude. So I throw my first. I'm a lefty, so I throw my first fastball. Crack! Home run right away. Center field. Like, <laughs> Jesus. So his dad goes, "You swing like your mother." That's what he says to him. He just hit a home run. I look at his dad, I go, hey, shut up, senior. <laughs> and the director's laughing, everybody's laughing, he's laughing. He hits about 10 or 12 in a row off me, right? Jeez. You watching that swing as he's doing. It? I mean, you're just like, dude, this is- I hear Glanville chuckling, okay, in the back from center field. They only needed a catcher, pitcher, center field, that's right. so all they were shooting. And we were shooting there before the game that night. And for the record. He went 0 for 4 that night, so I did something, and the city of Pittsburgh <laughs> owes me a big thank you for that game that they won.
1: Well, yeah, because at that point he was used to seeing 84 mile an hour pitches. Shut up. <laughs> He'll be a jerk. He currently yeah. up to 95. He's like, "What is this pitching speed? It, don't talk nah, about yeah. my speed,
3: man. 84 is fast, Brad. It's good
2: enough, man. Yeah. It's good enough."
3: So the director comes up to him at one point. I literally, like, I look back at Glanville a couple times where I'm like. You don't have to laugh, dude. Shut up. I hear you. I'm trying to throw it straight, and you're messing me up. Yeah, yeah. So the director comes out, and he goes, hey, uh, these are all great, Ken. We're going to move the camera. Do you think you could uh, hit one over the Synergy Field sign, where it says, welcome to Synergy Field, and we can pan to it? And I get Freddie there, and he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, no problem. And I literally go, I go, no problem. I go, all right, dude. You're asking a guy
1: to not not just call his shot, but call the location. Where it's going to go. Yeah. Okay. Over the sign, which is a big sign, but- you're hitting a ball 400 feet like that's tough to do it's like
3: 370 there but yeah yeah, basically the same thing so i'm sitting there he's already hit like 20, 20. so many home runs off me right so i'm Mm -hmm. like this is all right i'm just gonna take it so i throw it first one crack right over the welcome to synergy field sign i'm telling i'd stay in character hands on hips Ah, son of a bitch got me whatever whatever it is i was doing the moment they said cut i go that's it, get a fucking double. You shot enough shit <laughs> as a, I'm not getting lit up anymore. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> He starts laughing. His dad's like, "And I'm being serious. With yeah. him. I'm like, look, man, I've been hit up so bad, There's like, so much a man can take. I don't even feel confident throwing right. a ball anymore. Like, I don't look like a guy ready to pitch. No. like I'm going on this whole speech, and everybody's laughing at me. And they're like dude 'Dude, we've been good forever. We didn't need any of that.' I was like oh you guys are such dicks. They were so terrible to me. Just did it for that. And they all laughed and had fun, and that's amazing. Yeah. Did you get a
2: picture with them, please. Tell me yeah, that. yeah, yeah, I, I did. did. Signed
3: the ball picture. I got a picture with his old man." Lieberthal, I saw years later. He's t- laughing about how I got rocked even when I tried to knock it. He goes, I saw you huffing, trying to put extra heat on it. He's like, you couldn't do shit. I was like, dude, no I wasn't. I really wasn't, oh, man. My But God. that's why they're pros. For like, real. That, you, but like, I'm telling you, man, I was like- level. It was like,
2: I and mean, I had two months rest. I yeah. was yeah. good, dog. Okay. Nah. That's Um, unbelievable. uh, A couple more things. I do want to know. um, Brad and I both want to know what is it like being a teen heartthrob? (laughs) And what uh, are there former, former? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, still current. You look pretty good. (laughs) Um, What, uh, like, I don't know, man. Is it like get like overwhelming? Are there like crazy people? Do you have stalkers? Like, when I was a kid, it was weird. Yeah. When I was young, it was more.
3: And I was, mind you, I was prepared. Like, we've talked about. A few of the mentors I had in my life, but I had more than that, people looking out for me, preparing me for things. Letting me know when movies were going to do well and bad. Wow. My uncle was never wrong once. Wow! wow. He's like save your money. This movie's not going to do well. Today. Wow! He was all like, I'm telling you, the, the guy was mad smart. He'd been in this business forever, yep. a lot of experience. He just knows how it goes. Life experience is important. Did he tell
1: you that she's all that was going to be the massive hit that yeah. it was going to be? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Did he?
3: And he told me before anybody. Wow! He said this movie's going to make you a star. So pick your next film carefully. And I had already picked. <laughs> so I wasn't careful. <laughs> What'd you pick? What was next? Fucking Wing Commander. Whatever. Man. I like that movie. <laughs> they screwed our director over man they they stole literally a third of his budget when we got out there to where he couldn't shoot the movie he was putting his own money into the damn thing by the time we were done wow. he had a shady that's, producer on that things you don't even wasn't know his about fault business, man yeah. he could have made a cool movie if he could have made the script he wrote yeah okay. and it would have been its own little thing whether i was in it or not wouldn't have mattered man. right he could have done something cool he just got hosed yeah. chris roberts was his name good dude Made oh, some man. sweet video games that you guys have probably played out there and you don't even know it. Hell yeah! <laughs> but like Airbud
2: 14,
3: <laughs> the game,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: multiplayer team death match. This bud's Halo. They call dog fighting. Airbud, Dog fight, <laughs> Air Bud, oh, dog Air
2: dog fight. Dog. How was that never a movie? How was Airbud dog
1: fight never a movie? The In final a
3: steel chapter. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two dogs enter one dog leaves. <laughs> so, one little dog sitting on yeah. <laughs> a big dog's shoulders.
2: Somewhere, Dude, somewhere, that's a great crying
3: poster. When he dies. Yeah. Somewhere
1: Michael Vick's going when he says, "Is it funny?" Yeah, oh, Great. Right. Yeah, he's he's thanks yeah.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. But Lee. Like, yeah. <laughs> ESPN. <8. laughs>
1: the Ocho. Yeah. They're looking for content. But like, so, so, like, when you're going through that, uh, when uh, that time in your life, like you, like you're saying, like you had the correct mentors around you to make sure it didn't like go too much to your head. I still kept to myself when I could, though.
3: Yeah. Um, it was never something that I was super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I remember one time there was a show on MTV called Total Request Live. TRL. Are you kidding me? No, you guys no. yeah, 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 you know. But yeah. younger people don't know what the yeah. hell that is. And it was a huge show. You should show. go on that to promote movies and shit. And we had to go on it for yeah. every damn yeah. movie. And right. I never wanted to. Why? Because it was live and there were human beings there and it was weird. And they would scream so loud that I couldn't even hear. And yeah. for Summer Catch, they put me out on the street. In, in Times Square. Yeah. yeah. And they were like... I don't know how many thousands of people, but I had an earpiece in my ear and I couldn't even hear like what the producers were saying. Jeez. There were police that were pissed off and everything's going and to the point where I'm on mic and I literally, on live TV, I was like, look, I can't hear shit you guys are saying, <laughs> but I hope y'all see my movie. Yeah. I, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I get really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, oh, really? They had me, when I did my sitcom, ABC had the rights for Monday Night Football and every year they debuted on a Thursday mm-hmm. for some awesome That's reason. Awesome, yeah. And they flew me to... Gillette Stadium to uh, Patriots and whoever they were playing and uh, I was going to be like the guy in the commercials right that's like yeah hey, I'm here in Gillette Stadium right, and the right, Patriots right. are still there's, great and the Jets still suck and <laughs>
1: there's Freddie Prince Jr he's got yeah, a new show coming out show, watch yeah. on ABC
3: yeah so in the break and I don't like being I get uncomfortable around people yeah. right and it says third quarter everyone's drunk Mm-hmm. It's Boston. Okay. Even the girls are belligerent when they get liquored up out there and on live TV, some girl pinches my ass. Right. But like, not just a ding, ding, but like a full on, like, Hey, wow. and so I literally on camera, cause I'm not, I can't. Turn that filter off. Sometimes it yeah. just won't. If I'm uncomfortable, like that's when the most honest of me comes out. Yeah, right? yeah. And so on camera, I was like, "Y'all need to cut," because I need to deal with this girl that just pinched my ass. I <laughs> literally turned around and was like, "What the hell is a man?" and went off on her. But yeah, it just I don't. Yeah, like being handled.
2: You know what I'm saying? Well, like Sure. You got to talk to me first. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, it's weird. One and of my, weird, you one know my biggest weird. pet peeves is a yeah. buddy of mine that like. Um, I mean, I, I guess, like, we... we Pinching I mean, booties. Dude, pinching booties, <laughs> but he, like, does, like, a lot of, like, That's back rubs, name. like, and I'm always, like, <laughs> like hey, I dude, I mean, I'm right. fine with back rubs, but, like, dude, I don't even know your favorite color. There's like,
3: funny stuff, too. I mean, I was in the Vancouver <laughs> airport one time, and we had worked all night from, like, 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., wrapped i went straight to the airport with my luck I just wanna get home and i'm in the vancouver airport getting ready to fly back to sunny southern california and i got myself this nice like breakfast bagel sandwich nice dude. with eggs and, and canadian bacon on it and they cut it in half for you i got it sitting right there i got my coffee here and this girl comes up and she's very polite very shy mm-hmm. and she says um are uh are you and i'm smiling trying to make it comfortable for her. she goes are you are you freddie prince jr I go, yes, darling, I'm, I'm, I'm Freddie. you don't have to be shy. Nice to meet you. And yeah. I put my hand out to shake her hand, and she screams, it's him! And I didn't see her friends, who were like velociraptors from the side, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they, this girl came in, I'm not joking, man.
2: What a she, great way to describe
3: that. She runs in, and before I can look, yeah. gets my sandwich. Not me, my sandwich, and it's gone. <laughs> Oh gone God. like in his I'm telling you ran so fast that I didn't I was young and fast and I couldn't even motivate to chase her <laughs> his was just, mouth was on this I'm literally I was like f- she's fucking gone <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even stood up yet I hadn't right. even said hey that's my sandwich uh, yeah. like no
2: nothing came out and I didn't even have a visual on her dude airport sandwich snatchers <laughs> are not being talked about enough <laughs> yes, yes. That, that is Walker's crazy that's a cruel
3: it, underreported <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. airports that's like that. a big time fan move by the way like, yeah, that's, so
3: that one I actually give her props for her, yeah, I don't
2: know what she did with that sandwich, but I went home hungry. <laughs> uh, that's the original idea for sure. So, did he know Scooby Doo was going to make eighty four million? Oh, it made a shitload. It made that no more than, than we. Yeah, 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 I'm saying made that in
3: two days. That's it bonkers. Made three dude. quarters of a billion dollar. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. It made seven hundred fifty million plus something. And,
1: like that. Like, oh my god. Were, yeah. were you guys aware when you're like because it seemed like watching that movie that you guys were aware of like the campiness of it and you were like trying to like yeah. pay homage to the
3: cartoon and James wrote a script that I've always felt was far superior to the movie mm-hmm. but the way it paid tribute was more than what kids could handle it had a right. lot of the jokes we would want with like the pot and Fred being gay and stuff like that sure um so that script and Warner Brothers was shady in this regard we didn't get the new script till we landed in Australia <laughs> Wow. And everybody That's was, you shot it? Yeah. And no. everybody was like,
0: What the hell is this?
3: <laughs> yeah. And James really had to work to make sure that it was kid friendly, but still had some of the stuff that was very important to him. And he's spoken about this so it's not like a, a, a big secret. Yeah. Um but we knew when we were doing it that it was gonna be big. Like yeah. it it's I mean even before you're getting test screenings and it was, you know, testing in the nineties even before that like when we were making mm-hmm. everybody was like man i'm this every, everybody goes man we're renegotiating for the sequel that's what everybody said <laughs> i had signed for two and my deal was good i was like y'all motherfuckers go ahead yeah. man i'm straight <laughs> yeah i'm
2: good was it so fun
3: to make we had, i mean yeah man it, it was, was tough in fun movie in australia for almost six months that part was was yeah. tough um because i really missed my family i really missed my cousins Um, I mean, Sarah was in that one. Yeah, but she was doing Buffy in the beginning. Oh, okay. um, So I didn't even have her for like the first six weeks. And I literally, oh, woe is me. I was all alone in the summer house of the man who invented Nintendo. Okay. So it was like a football stadium. Yeah. And it had two levels. And this Filipino housekeeper named
2: Violet. Did you have to take a warp zone to get upstairs?
3: Dog, it had these stairs these like floating stairs that went up. It had an elevator that went up. We would have these like Nerf battles in there, me and like all the stunt guys and the Chinese wire team that did all Sarah's stunts. They would come over and we would spar because it was just huge. It was also on the water. So the guy who did the voice for Scooby, his name was Neil, was also in the stunt boat show at their like Universal Studios. Yes, please. Motherfucker would pull the boat up to the dock, okay? And Mm -hmm. I would wakeboard from the dock. Oh, wow. and he would just take off and then drop me off at the dock <laughs> like this house was crazy oh, but Sarah was working so yeah. I will fly you know a couple buddies will fly out now yeah, there. yeah. we had this buddy who fell in love with all like every Australian girl he saw right and uh, we were always giving him a hard time we to tried too hard right we always try to tell him to relax and it was hot there it was winter so it was hot and uh, he finally got a date with this waitress at this restaurant we ate at every now I'll never forget this called Bahia. And he was like, Man, I'm going I'm going out. She said, Yes. I'm like, Yeah, because you asked. Like, you should have asked two weeks ago when I was, she was nice to you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Yeah, we're going. And he goes out and he buys this like cashmere sweater. I'm like, Dog, it's 88 degrees outside. What are you doing? He's like, Man, I want to look nice. I go, Dude, she's going to know you're trying to. I'll just be you, man. You asked her on a t shirt. Like, be you and he's like no man i'm wearing this so my buddy you know we're at, we had a few cocktails in there. yeah yeah. my buddy goes hey man there's one way to get him out that shirt i said what do you mean he goes let's take that trash can it's like a stand-up one right he goes we're gonna fill it up with water in the shower <laughs> he goes and it's gonna take both of us to lift it and he's a big dude. because they both of us to lift it but when he comes out we'll just dump that shit right <laughs> so i go i i call i called this guy fish i go all right fish we fill it up boom he goes, All right, fellas, we're sitting there waiting. He goes, All right, fellas, I'm out of here, man. Amy's here. We go, All right, man, let me see how you look. So he comes out, and we're up on the second level <laughs> where the floating stairs are. So oh, it's all wow. glass, right? And he comes out, and he just looks up, twists his head up, and it's just me and my man Fish. Boom, and it's <laughs> gallons. I mean, there's not a dry part of him. Just babouche, just all over, and he's soaked, and he's looking up at us.
2: He <laughs> say anything? Scre- oh, oh yeah, no. just, yeah.
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he cursed us out. She, this is Cashmere in the middle of his cursing. All you he ding dong, and we're like, "Hey man, you want to change?" Yeah. Go the door. He was so pissed, oh, but we had a blast out there. I mean, that's all we did was
2: crazy. And stuff And that right woman there. is now his wife. No, it didn't no, work no. Out. yeah, it didn't oh.
3: work out for my man. But he's—I think he's with somebody now. So that's—I
2: okay. mean, have you, your uh, kids have seen Scooby Doo? Yeah, I mean,
3: they—we didn't let him for a long time. Yeah. Um, I guess so, yeah. But well. once they saw the cartoon, it was kind of hard. Yeah. Because sure. my daughter started going, That's you, Dad? Because I do other voices. And yeah. I was like, No. And she goes, It is you. My friends at school say it's you. And then I was like, All right, I got to show you the freaking movie. So yeah. she watched it. <laughs> my- I haven't seen it still, but she saw it. <laughs> really? I read the script. I know. Yeah, it. you know how it goes. I've seen three movies that I've been in. Which ones? I know you did last summer because mm-hmm. they made us sit through the, through the premiere. Yeah. Uh, the House of Yes at Sundance. And uh, this movie called um, "I'm Nailed Right In." Oh, what did they changed the name to? It was the the letters on the crucifix, I N R I. But it, our version was "I'm Nailed Right In." Oh, <laughs> oh, but it was actually Terry Winter wrote it. The guy who created uh, Boardwalk Empire and oh, yeah. head Shit. writer. Oh, it uh, yeah, Sopranos. Uh, yeah, Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, His yeah. life growing up in Brooklyn. Wow. Trying to stay out of the mob in the eighties, and Damn, I, got I got to, see to this play. Movie. I got to play Terry. And uh, I have two friends, three friends on it that I'm still really close with to this day and it was a great experience so it was nice to sit together and experience that. But usually I'm like, man, I know how it ends. I I read it. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I said yes to the damn project. I want to see something where I don't know how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't see... The George Clooney boat movie because I know everybody's gonna <laughs> fucking die. I wasn't even in that. I don't want right. to see it if yeah. I know. So yeah. that's
2: kind of why I don't. Will you watch your uh, Twitch videos of you playing uh, Clue <laughs> with comedians or? Though, not all of them will be me. Some
3: of them will just mm-hmm. be for other guys, and I'll and I'll host it and do my thing. But we're gonna do. A, we got some sketches that we have planned. This thing with KP. Uh, There's a connection to that. KP Anderson. Yeah. um, Who also empowers other funny people to be on TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we like him. But uh, you're
2: a great host, by the way, too. Dana Carvey is a good buddy of ours. Been on the show five times on this podcast. Dude, dude, you. uh, That was. I mean, Dana is. Speak to that real quick. The man. The man.
3: And was so. Okay. So, you know how earlier I said I kind of have a vibe that lets teachers know. I'm someone who is receptive to yeah. Like he mm-hmm. and I clicked right away on of that. Of course. And I was like, Dude, how do you do those voices? And he was like, man, I heard a couple of yours. I was like, stop, stop right there. Every impression I have is a bad version of someone else right. doing something that I love. Yeah. I was like, you just do things. And he goes, well, you just, he goes, honestly, it's the secret. Just tell them the impression before you do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this he is goes, so, do he that, goes, but it's like he goes. Yeah.
3: I just tell people I'm gonna do Barack Obama, and then no matter what I say, it's gonna sound more like Barack Obama. He goes peanut butter cup, and I was just like, Whoa, you sound just like <laughs> oh, just <my God. laughs> I never thought That's of that. That's all. Dude. Yeah, he goes, yeah. yeah. He's like Donald Trump. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do Donald Trump. Yeah. and, and then you're like, even if it's shitty, people are like it's oh, in, your yeah. Yeah, yeah, you that that in your head. Yeah, you have to do Christopher Walken, or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm gonna do. You have to try Ron to figure it out. Ron from fucking Hermione, Ron, and Harry Potter from yeah. Hogwarts. and like,
2: oh, Harry, won't you? You just say it first, and yeah. it yeah. sounds Wilson like. Yeah, Wilson from Home Improvement, yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Nobody does that. <laughs> I'm Hagrid from Hogwarts. <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's yeah. just a Scottish accent. But they yeah. go, oh, it's
3: Hagrid from Hogwarts. Uh, holy but shit. But he, he was a gem. I've since seen his son perform, up. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson yeah. Tom. They're funny, right? They're doing a brother uh, act now. I haven't seen the brother. I only yeah. saw the son. Jesus. Um, but I went and got to see that. He brought a ton of his friends on him and, and Kevin dressed me down as Hans and Franz. It didn't make the episode, because it was oh, like wow. a 20 minute bit, and the producers in my ear like, you have to cut them off. And on in Mike, I'm covering my mouth, and I'm literally like, if you think I'm gonna stop a Hans and Franz segment when they're talking directly to me, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. I was like, just cut it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm letting them go. Just cut, yeah. and then I, we'll keep going for fun. Bro, yeah. Neil literally was like, "Oh, you know, describe a muscle, I, I, I literally he was going off on of me, I go, hey man, Tell me what the name of this muscle is. I'm pointing to my deltoid, right? Because I know Kevin Nealon doesn't know what the fuck a deltoid yeah. is. And he literally goes, fired, He goes, I'll name every muscle. Muscle, 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 muscle. And just put it in my face, man. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Holy so good. They're so walked into those characters. Yeah. Bro, they John Lovitz was there. And none of his stuff could get on camera. Because he'd literally be like, I don't do impressions. But here's one of Dana. Getting fucked in the ass by Lauren Michaels. <laughs> uh, I promise it's funny. Uh. <laughs> Freddie, this is my dog Jerry Bruckheimer III. He talks. Like, oh, okay. What's the His, yeah. Dana's son does a great bit on John where he talks yeah. about John coming over for the holidays yeah. and John's Jewish. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, it, he goes, and I was only like eight years old. And Levitt turns to me and he goes, "So Jesus." You know we didn't kill him, right? <laughs> dude, that's unbelievable. I just dude, love the fact. That's someone else's yeah. joke from their bit. I'm not going yeah, to yeah, steal that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's well that. I, to just, I just love
1: the fact that whether it be like the video game stuff, the WWE oh, stuff. The,
2: like Don't oh.
3: get me talking. I'll take on a South Korean kid and talk shit real quick. <laughs> that's what I want to do with you, man. That's <laughs> Those kids are good. Dude. Boy, talking yeah.
2: shit to kids playing video games is like uh, an American
3: past. Bro, I record them. Like yep. I take pictures of the message the hate messages that they send me and I tweet them with their names and their gamer tags so people get at them <laughs> if i can get you to stop doing something you love like playing video games, <laughs> to send me a message which you have to type in using nothing but a controller. So it's not even a keyboard. Yeah, right. You have to left, 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 slow. right, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to F, there, oh, that's an F. I'll just write F you. <laughs> no, I'm gonna write fuck you. Yeah. You have to go through a few minutes to accomplish that message and send it to me. Meanwhile, all I'm doing is playing games and the worst part is I won't even look at it until I'm done, so you just have to sit on it and <laughs> when I do write you back, I'll write back everything that I just said to you guys. And I'll yeah. literally be like, dog you stop playing games <laughs> to write this to me. that's how much i own you i prevent you from doing things oh, you enjoy and it literally warfare. i'm telling you when they, oh if you i've made black dudes cry in a court in harlem like <laughs> i'm telling you like josh wolf can talk shit but if i know anything about you like i'm on it like a laser we were playing basketball in mm-hmm. new york city i was like 22 years old and i heard this guy talking about his dad being in jail and he got locked up again and this dude was fouling me so hard. I'm not gonna say anything, but I'll foul you back. Mm -hmm. And he started going off when I fouled him and finally I just went in and it ended with, why you think your papa's in jail all the fucking, and he literally was so (laughs) angry. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, throw a punch, a man, throw yeah. a punch. I was yeah. like, if you were any kind of man at all, I wouldn't even be standing here. You'd have already thrown hands and you know you're not going to do nothing. And I'm just laying into the sky. Wow. And he starts walking away. I go, yeah, walk away. And when you're in the mirror tonight, thinking of all the stuff you wish you had the guts to say to me, come back and find me tomorrow. He started crying. He
0: started
3: <laughs> crying. Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> shit, dude. Can I'm telling you, man. Can you, you do stand up, but just <laughs> so you can get heckled? Yeah, <laughs> no shit. So no, you can
1: respond to people? I, that's I why I always
3: love wrestling, because the heels... Oh, they the bad guys—they have the most fun. allow themselves to have the most fun will always have the most fun but there were so many guys and girls when I worked there that didn't want to be a bad guy because they don't want to be booed they don't want people to hate them they just want to be liked they're like beta personalities like Sally Field you like me you really like me it's the alpha personalities or the omega personalities the omegas who see sort of big picture right like that's the three like Sigmund Freud said we're all three alpha beta and omega but one is dominant and the best way to find out is the whole acting thing and the best way to find out is through a compliment so you compliment Kobe Bryant. Kobe, you're the best basketball player ever. Yeah, thanks, I know. Kobe, you're the worst. You'll never be as good as Jordan. Yeah, whatever. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But a beta personality, like an actor or somebody on Twitter, artists who have to be more sensitive. Yeah. Hey, you suck. Fuck you, don't say that. They get upset. <laughs> it hurts you. Yeah. Hey, you're the best in the world. Yeah, I must be the fucking best. I'm feeling
2: myself. Yeah. Right. And
3: the Omega. Hey, you're the best ever. What do you want from me? That's uh, the Omega, right? Wow. They're like, they think the end game. And so we're all three, but there's always one dominant one. Yep. Yep. Actors are usually beta yeah yeah <laughs> sorry That's, yeah. it's not bad it's yeah just, it's just, I know. Yeah, it means when people talk we shit are. it hurts yeah it hurts for me if you talk shit i'm like are we playing monopoly like i get hyped up Oh, dude, game, i can't man. wait to have a game night with you <laughs> oh you'll love yeah it. we gotta we'll get fun. that going we'll have fun it's, dude. it's coming up in just a couple weeks we're gonna start it up <sighs> oh, and any man. game is on the table man good
2: yeah. i've got a whole bunch sorry fucking cheesy. Cheesy used to be my shit we
3: got dungeons and dragons if you want to roll characters i would
2: love to i i will just
3: don't give me the dwarf with the axe just don't that was my it, character in world of warcraft <laughs> for seven I'll, we'll finish with this yeah because i have kids and i do have to get back yeah, yeah. i was in an actor guild okay on okay. world of warcraft this was a multimedia online role-playing game an mmorpg mm-hmm. it had 12 million people playing it at once at one point in time and was a huge game and in my guild was macaulay caulkin <laughs> yes he was a gnome Warrior, so a tiny little warrior, so you could see around him when he was attacking mm-hmm. the big bosses named Chick Norris. <laughs> <laughs> At the time he was dating Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. who was also in the guild. She was a tiny gnome mage fire wizard named Captain Janeway. Okay. <laughs> uh Collie Culkin, Mila Kunis, Shannon, Freddie Freddie Do- Jr., Shannon Doherty, Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> Shannon Fuck Doherty. <laughs> who was sicker than all of us, better than all of us, and became a guild leader and raid leader, meaning she would have raids of 50 people all around the world online, and would be directing them all what to do so everyone didn't die fighting this boss that would take, you know, an hour to kill. Fifty people, they Leroy all have to be perfect. Jenkins, Leroy Jenkins for real, and then my dumbass nerds who, just went
1: like, "What the fuck? You got that reference? They love yes. that, though. yes,
3: I do." And then my dumbass, who was Metaxa, which was the name of this Greek <laughs> brandy I used to drink a lot of when I went yes. for Vince McMahon, yes, and uh, he was my drunken—I called him dwarvish priest—and he was the fucking man well, of course I kept everyone are. alive yeah. I healed I never had to do damage I was the, the job no one wanted but I loved that job and I would get all the heals off I would protect people with spells That's what I we would do. put barriers on people <laughs> this is true I'm telling you man <laughs> Brad's like yeah I grew up with this life yeah. <laughs> everyone called him meta he was so dope like I am yeah, yeah. I miss him I miss him everyday well you know I mean, it became a full time job not right? saying that we
1: could cosplay and, and I could be that part again for you but I mean that could happen it could be Metaxa It's got to <laughs> have a white beard though it's
2: gotta be white Diet, it's Brad okay. with a white beard. There you go.
1: It's got. I mean. I mean. It might be come out a little David the Gnomish, but okay. And some no. steroids will feed though, and then you'll be super jacked. Well, but see, I'm worried about taking steroids because then it might like fix me. <laughs> 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 then I'll like get to like six foot two off the right. No, no, stop yeah, talking like that. Then then I can't do that. it'll fix me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't do that. I can't. I can't do the roids. The fans demand it, Freddie.
3: <laughs> t- tap me out with that one,
2: bro. <laughs> uh, dude. Thanks for doing this. No, this thanks. was unbelievable, Josh man. Said
3: you guys are good people, man. I appreciate you enduring all my bullshit. Uh, oh, bullshit, man. You
2: got some of the greatest stories I've ever heard, dude. So right thanks tell for you, sharing. I'll tell them. you
3: the real ones when you stop recording. <laughs> uh, and good night, everybody.
2: Go, <laughs> Show. Bob Saget Dion Cole Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine Michael McDonald Jaleel White Bud Friedman Steve-O Harlan Williams Tom Arnold Ron Funches Rick Glassman Blake Anderson Anders Holm Jessamay Peluso Joey McIntyre and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night Podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.